1: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1 800 GAMBLER.
2: Hi, I'm Michael
3: Rappaport, and I'm
2: Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Reality. Podcast.
5: Oh, man, oh, man. It's nearly the most wonderful time of the year. We are on the doorstep of something normal, and we have got it all covered for you coming up here over the next three hours here on Fox Sports Radio. That guy right there is Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app and wherever you are taking part in this program right now, I guarantee you, You are not sweating as much as I am as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Ladies and gentlemen, my man, Brady Quinn.
6: Jonas, I'll try to take the majority of the work tonight because I know it's hot out where you're at. Bobo already told me. You've already told me. I mean, you guys are sweating, man. It, it is yeah. 100 what, 17 degrees? Did I see yeah. that right somewhere? It,
5: it, it's insanity. I've never I, – I, now, I, I, does it ever – it never gets that hot in South Florida, but it gets humid,
6: correct? Right. It gets humid. But wait, here's actually a misconception. Some people think like, oh, it gets really, really hot. It actually doesn't. It never, ever gets to 100. I, I want to say like their highest temperature on record is like 98, maybe 99. Maybe it's flirted up there. But usually along the coast, it never gets up that high because there's typically a breeze. So it's humid and it's it's hot, but it's never quite anywhere close to being that hot. But it is a dry heat, so you should be fine.
5: Yeah, no, I love that one. Oh, it's a dry yeah. heat. Oh, okay, it's a dry cool. heat, though. Yeah, I mean, you don't cool. sweat in a
6: dry heat. Yeah, no,
5: let me put a jacket on then. You know, it's a dry heat. We're not going to – yeah, don't even worry about it. Yeah, it is uh, – it's insane, man. I, I, I don't recall it ever being this hot. It got to 112 in Thousand Oaks. Um, by the way, Bobo doesn't know this. That was the name of an RB group back in the day, 112.
6: Oh, I know so, that little one, 112. Yeah, yeah, 112 had yeah. some songs that had some bass to it, if you know yeah. what I mean.
5: Yeah, 112 stinks. And you know what else stinks? Okay. 112 degrees. And it was 112 degrees here. I don't recall it ever, ever being that hot. What was the coldest it ever got in Ohio?
6: Oh, gosh. I mean, I think it's been negative before. <laughs> that's, I mean, growing that's up. Awesome. I I remember playing a Thursday night football game in Cleveland against Pittsburgh. And it was so cold. I mean, I got to start that game. You know, you're on prime time. You have a chance to spoil Pittsburgh's season for them, not let them go to the playoffs. And I remember, like, at times being like, dude, it is so cold. I don't want to get off this heated bench. Like, the wind (laughs) chill, I think, was negative. It was single digits, and with the wind chill, I think it was negative.
5: Was that – okay, it was Thursday night. Was that a – was that in 2009?
6: Yes. That was the coldest game ever. And I think I might have made the mistake of trying to be a tough guy. I can't remember if I wore sleeves or not. But I remember that being one of the greatest mistakes of my life. I actually might have worn sleeves, and it felt like it did nothing. I can't remember, but there's a couple games in Cleveland. I remember not wearing sleeves, and in retrospect, being like that was the dumbest thing ever, just to try to like – be tough with the rest of your guys, you know, all that whole macho stuff. Dumbest thing I, I could have ever done throughout my career.
5: Yeah, I, uh, I remember watching that game, Brown Steelers, and you guys won that game on that Thursday night. I watched it from Wild Wing Cafe in North Charleston, South Carolina and I lived right up the road. It was a Thursday night, and I wanted to be responsible, so I didn't actually get like drink too much that night. I waited until the next day after I got off work and then got mangled, mangled all day Friday. But I remember specifically watching that game because I was with a Steelers fan who was so outraged that they just lost to the Browns. How about yep. that? You and I, yep. man, two different worlds, and here we are. Colliding is one.
6: That is right, and, and colliding and, as one on a weekend where like, it's 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 almost tough to figure out where to start off with because there's some people right now who, who might be kind of down in the dumps, right? It may have been a tough derby for them yesterday. I hope people didn't forget, yes, the Kentucky Derby actually went off yesterday. There's a God. bunch of action right now it's, in the NFL with rosters and, and guys being signed, guys being cut, starters being announced, some of which we told you about months ago. And then there's the NBA and NHL. A lot of good basketball, good hockey being played. This is an awesome time. Like I, I, I know COVID has impacted a good you know portion of the sports year. I got to be honest with you though. Like right now, this weekend with week one of college football starting up too, this whole thing is awesome. Like there was just sports on left and right. I don't even know what to handle right now. You know, it's I can only compare it to one other place I've been in my life. And I'm not going to do that on live radio.
5: Yeah, no, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, that's the, the, you want to be responsible. You got a family. You, know, you don't want to piss off the missus. You don't want to piss right, other people right. off uh, here on, on, on national radio. I
6: was going to say Chuck E. Cheese. Um, what were okay, you referring to? Okay, very
5: good. I have no no clue. Uh, different kind of ball pit. Um, but I will, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, well, I will say this. Yeah, I will say this. This is terrible news for the doom and gloomers because it's starting to feel normal again. We wake up on Saturday and we're watching college football. Now, you can say, well, it was Army, Middle Tennessee State. I don't give a rip who it was. Army and Central Tennessee State. Doesn't matter to me. I watched virtually all of that game. By the way, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that Middle Tennessee State was not ready to play that game. Uh,
7: Which was say- a little
6: bit surprising. <laughs> like, you had the entire offseason <laughs> to prepare for Army's option attack. Oh, and it did man. not look like you guys had gone over the uh, th- those little cards you go over and scout team like something was missing there but our army basically <laughs> told middle, middle tennessee state well, why don't you not mess with some of the armed forces all right we're gonna go serve our country proudly we just served you on this football
5: oh field. man yeah it was uh, it was amazing but i do want to ask you about this because obviously the cut downs are happening in the nfl we're seeing guys get cut left and right we're gonna have you know obviously more on josh rosen coming up later on but i i actually believe that they're going to be the vast majority of these players who are cut this year that are never, ever going to get their chance at the NFL level then it's never going to happen because these are guys that were on the bubble to begin with. And their shot of making the special teams or being able to make an impact was taken away when preseason games were taken away. It was taken away with the limited practice availability and for coaches to get enough looks at these guys. And then also the fact that you're going to have a new crop of players that are coming in next year. And you know how this works Shuffle them in, shuffle them out. It's it's a rotating, uh, it, it, it's like a turnstile when it comes to the NFL and, and and these rookies that come in. I just feel like a lot of guys because of this offseason, are never going to get their shot in the NFL.
6: No, you're right. I mean, look, there, there's a good um, percentage of players, some of which were drafted, some who are college free agents, but you know they've played their last football. You know they might make a practice squad. That might be it. I mean, they might not get invited to a camp next year. Might not make. Uh, a team next year, next fall, to be playing preseason games. So this this entire, you know, the, the pandemic, COVID, whatever you want to call it, the way it was handled, the way it impacted a lot of guys' futures, at least in regards to football, it's unfortunate. And, and I think the, the odd thing is, is there's people out there like, oh, you know, man, they probably want not have made the roster anyway. All right, there's a guy named Philip Lindsay. He's a <laughs> running back in Denver. Yes. He was a college free agent who in his rookie year was a Pro Bowl player. Like, that stuff happens, man. Yeah. It happens. And it it's only one example like that that kind of shows you this offseason really did screw a lot of these guys.
5: Austin who, Eckler.
6: Yeah, well, Austin Eckler is one. I mean, yeah. there's plenty of people you can refer to. But what I told you before the show is this roster cut down to 55 now, 53, I believe, you know, 55 or 53 because we're not to the next CBA yet. But this roster cut down to that number, that's not the one you're worried about if you're one of those guys from the back end of the roster. Let me explain. Basically, the only thing, especially for veteran players, that matters is being on the week one opening day roster. So if you're on the week one opening day roster, especially if you're what's called a vested veteran, your salary is guaranteed for the rest of the season. So they can cut you week eight you still get paid the other eight games of the season. So that's the one that really matters. And so there's a lot of guys who actually will make this initial cut, this one down to 53. But then throughout the course of this week, there'll be some shuffling you know, around, moving parts. There'll be some veteran guys who they know they can play. They're sitting on the street. And they'll be like, you know what? We need to address this. Let's bring this guy in for a physical workout. If he's good enough, let's get him ready for week one. And those guys, unfortunately, will be cut potentially go on waivers, maybe they get picked up, maybe they don't. But either way, that is how that works. And that's why there's a lot of guys who are waiting up until Sunday of week one, crossing their fingers, nervous as all hell, just so that they can be a part of that opening day week one roster because that's where the money's at.
5: Yeah, I, I just this is I feel like it screwed so many people and you and you people have talked about that. And, and we mentioned, you know, week four of the uh, preseason game. And I think it was on hard knocks. It was Anthony Lynn who said, if not for the fourth preseason game, Austin Eckler doesn't make the team. Like he's not he's not on the league. And he just got what, twenty four million dollars in the offseason? Like that's life changing opportunity that he got. So you see all this and then you talk about the guys that are waiting around for week one hoping they get on a roster because it is guaranteed. And and I just I can't help but think how many careers are just gonna be changed because of this. And then on top of that and and I've asked you this before, but now we're now that we're closer and we're actually within a week of these games being played. I there's I can't imagine that teams without a preseason game or at least another look at another team are like, oh yeah, we're ready to go on Sunday. Let's go. I'm I'm fully prepared. I just I can't. to me that seems hard to believe that they're ready to go and ready to uh, lay it all on the line in less than a week. And if you're the t- uh, Texans and you're the Chiefs, you know four days, five days from now, with zero looks at anybody else and zero contact with another team. It just, I I just, I don't, I don't see it happening.
6: It's tough because you haven't experienced that like uptick in intensity, like you have in a normal year where you have a preseason. Like it's not that much of a difference between, you know, your practice and then maybe even like a scrimmage versus another team. But once you have a preseason game, those are live reps. Now there are some guys who are fighting for jobs and they're flying around out there a lot of times out of control. So You know, not having those few reps, however many they may be, or in in some cases they don't get any, but still for most of those players who are playing preseason, it at least gives you a little bit of conditioning, a little bit of a sense of of what it's going to be like once you take that next step to the regular season. And then that's going to be the hard thing is we've seen kind of a rash of injuries come out. I'm telling you over the next three or four weeks, okay, over the next three or four weeks, there's going to be a number of soft tissue injuries. There's going to be a number of guys who are going to be banged up in these first three or four weeks because these guys have not played full contact actual football this amount of plays this entire <laughs> calendar year unless they were a playoff team last year. So there's few players that fall <laughs> oh, into that category. Man. Okay, It's going to be tough the next three or four weeks for a lot of these guys to make it through healthy.
5: What about if you're a rookie? Imagine if you're a rookie. You've not had any preseason. You haven't had any reps against another team. And you've just been going in practice, and, you know, they want to play it safe because they don't want to keep, you know. Yeah, but you anybody.
6: know what it is? You know what it is with rookies? You don't know what you don't know. And, like, that can make it a dangerous <laughs> thing for you. Like, we, are, like Joe Burrow's going to have a great rookie year. You want to know why? And it might have some rough spots or start off slow, but we always felt as quarterbacks, you watch a lot of the young cats that would get in the league, they would make throws. They would make plays. That you're like, this ain't gonna happen next year. Like it just, it, it, it doesn't work out that way. Like you have this like rookie season luck a little bit, where you throw a few balls into some tight coverage or into double coverage, and the ball bounces your way. I'm just, I'm telling you right now, th- that is how it's gonna work out. And so a lot of times, rookies, you know, they go in there fearless. They go in there confident. And they don't know any different. They don't know any better, especially early. And so it, they actually end up working out all right. Uh, and then there's some others that obviously have no idea the speed of the game and what it's like for teams to start game planning for you. And once you get into that after week for that first quarter of the season, everything starts to be like, man, it's wearing on me. I'm beat up. This, this is a lot faster than what I was anticipating during training camp. That's where it starts to get to you a little bit.
5: God, I'm so ready for football. Aren't you just get, you've got to be getting the itch, man. It's got, you've got to be, I, I know how you're, you're, you're programmed. I mean, it's August, it's September. You're probably looking around for stuff to lift up in the house. You're trying to like run through windows. I mean, aren't you, aren't you getting the itch? Football's here, man. It is here. It's, it's game week, Brady Quinn. Aren't you getting the itch?
6: I'm getting the itch, man, but I, I've already kind of gotten it right. Like week one, college football was there. I, I get to go back to work next weekend uh, for for Big Noon kickoff. Right. right now, highlighting the Big Twelve. I have no idea if the Big Ten's going to come back or not. But two hours, two hours of, of Big Noon. Two kickoff. Hours, How about that? That's right, two hours. So I'm excited for it, and I get to call some NFL games as well. So it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun, and, and the first few weeks weeks for me. Are going to be jam packed, just all football, all ball, college and NFL combined. So I've got a lot to follow. I've got a lot, lot on my plate right now.
5: Now, can you work in uh, code messages during your NFL on Fox broadcast? Like, if we, sure, if we course, like yeah. a code w- w-
6: what kind of stuff are you talking about?
5: I don't know. Like, if you were to roll in, I don't know, slappy. You know, like if you, if, yeah, could you? That roll in, could may you get be hard in?
6: to work into a uh, NFL broadcast. No, I I'll could tell you get how to fired do it. For that.
5: I'll, I'll tell you how to do it. Okay. There's a and you see what he's doing there. On the offensive line, they'll tell you from day one, with your hands, you never want to get slappy. You want to get leverage low. Mm, okay, I see what you, see you, you did just, there. All right, I see what see you, you did yeah, there. That was nice. Yeah. Well
7: done. And, and well then, done. And then
5: Dippy is the other one. If you could, oh, okay. uh, you know, yeah. edge edge rusher. Like the difference I think between I can get him dip in. and others. I, yeah. I think I can
6: get Dippy in relatively good. easy. Yeah. Very
5: good. Uh, all right. Uh, hour three, I'll have some others for you that won't get us fired. All right. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, you can check out this show as always on the iHeartRadio app. We will take you all the way up until 11 p.m. Eastern time here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, somebody in the NFL is very, very happy over a move that was made in the last 24 hours. Find out who we're talking about next here on FSR.
3: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and me,
2: Michael Rappaport, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: It's the song they play uh, in South Bend. And when you hit the uh, Play Like a Champion today sign.
6: Oh, yeah. The, the, this is the song. This is <laughs> the, the one right Pop,
5: here. <laughs> Papa Roach is big in South Bend. What do you think? This is
6: about? off of Bobo's workout <laughs> list, actually.
5: Oh, 100%. Yep. 100% grit he works apparel. That's right. Yep. Damn, it's straight. That's what he's wearing.
6: This is what he's listening to.
5: Yep. Grit apparel. Un- untied Jordans. Yeah, we, we, we know. <laughs> we
6: went well, straight lifting. It's not doing it any cardio. Come on, <laughs> 100% correct. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right.
5: Uh, all right, uh, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up in, uh, and we'll call it a little over 10 minutes from now here on FSR. Brady Quinn could have told you something was going to happen, believe it or not, in the NBA playoffs well before it did. He had inside information on something in the NBA bubble, and we will have that for you here 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Jonas. How's that that for a tease, Brady, that you don't know what I'm getting to?
6: It's Um, a fantastic tease, and I can't wait to hear what it is that I know.
5: All right. there it is. So there it is. Uh, Let's go live to our – I would like uh, to respond to the claim that I listen to Papa Roach Insider Boba for the latest. I do
8: listen to Papa Roach, but they're not Jordans that I wear. They are Kobe's, so please get it right. This is L.A., oh, homie. You know, is sorry, that, like, man. disrespectful if you were Jays? No, it's not. I just wear Kobe's. This is yeah, sorry. Lakers town. Are oh, oh, those the uh, low tops?
6: Was, uh, yeah. I was, have lows
8: games, and highs. Man. Okay. I have I for over <laughs> 30 pair of Kobe's. Give all right, right now you're pair. just bragging. Okay, Give. get off the air. That was a bragging. Get off the yes, air. Yes, that was bragging. Get off out, out of here.
5: it. Hold on a second.
6: You probably <laughs> backed into the parking spot too. Yeah, he did. Actually, <laughs> I did.
5: Yeah. Of course, you did. Because
6: uh, you're the guy who backs in this car in the parking spot and has 30 or 35 pairs of Kobe's.
5: Yes. Yeah, and he th- he throws off the door math for everybody else. Nobody can open their door right because Bobo backs in. What is that?
8: If that I oh, if I park the right way, they um, still don't open doors right. Uh, well, uh,
5: Bobo, you have 30 pairs of Kobe's
8: of just Kobe's, yeah.
5: Jesus! In the middle of a pandemic, and you're just just wheeling.
8: Unbelievable!
6: Oh, hey, someone's got to stimulate
8: the economy. Uh, you no, know? I mean insane, it's not man. like I bought them all this year. They've been purchased over. Wow! Like a series, like a, maybe you should have bought them this year. Uh, maybe you could have got a better deal on them this year. If I had yeah. your kind of money, Brady, I probably
6: could. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just Come giving I. you some advice. And so but am I? Apparently, hey, you some got money. some. <laughs> you got some type of
8: money because you're obviously spending thirty yes, on thirty does. different pairs of Kobe's. Yeah, yes, but does. it's been over a period of like maybe ten years. I've been collecting Kobe since Kobe, his fifth shoe, sixth shoe. In
5: all fairness, he did make like $300 million when he fought Mayweather. All right. Uh, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here hey, on Fox so Sports much. Radio uh, from
4: the Geico Fox Sports Radio hey. studios.
5: Did you uh, did you know that right now Geico is offering an extra 15 percent credit on car, motorcycle and RV policies? That's 15 percent on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Save an extra 15 percent when you switch by October 7th. Visit Geico.com to learn more. Brady, I thought Deshaun Watson was going to. Like asked to be traded and leave Houston. What happened?
6: Yeah, I thought he hated it there, right? Like, what? wasn't he beside himself when they traded DeAndre Hopkins so much so that he just he wanted out, right? Un- he wanted unbelievable.
5: It out? That's what I. That's what I thought. He just he was distraught. He even went vague on social media and was like, yeah. you know, making comments, like dropping mm-hmm. rap lyrics, and then you know, and then he lied about, uh, you know, saying, you know, there was, you know, that that the Bears talked to him before the draft. But never mind all that. Uh, so Deshaun Watson signs a four-year deal. Um, you're much better at the contract language because you've done this stuff before. Is it really $40 million a year? Or, or what does this contract actually yeah. look like when it's all said and done?
6: Well, look, the 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 average annual salary based off the total value of it is, is like 39 a year, okay? So here's the hard thing about contracts nowadays. It's hard to break them down and compare them to one another because, for example, Patrick Mahomes' contract is drastically different than Deshaun Watson's. You know, one is – was a ten-year extension. This one's a four, and they still had years remaining. So that makes it a little bit different how you're going to go about factoring in new money, old money, all that crap that you hear out, you know, out there. But th- this is this this simplistic form of Deshaun Watson's contract. It's up there as far as the average, you know, annual salary per year at th- around thirty-nine based on the numbers. He gets more money in the short term than Mahomes did in his deal. And it, it's a deal that I think sets now as a a marker, or it sets that next you know that the next uh, contract for Dak Prescott to look at and jump. And the interesting thing about this is, if you were to, to compare what Dak Prescott had done in his time in the league um, since taking over for the Dallas Cowboys, and then what Deshaun Watson had done so far in his career, it actually compares pretty favorably in regards yeah. to his production, you know, yards completion percentage, touchdowns, all that good stuff. It actually compares pretty favorably. And do you remember all the flack that Dak Prescott got for asking for 40 million per year? Yeah. Yet now it's like, well, Mahomes got his deal done. Watson got his deal done. Now you're like, oh that, yeah, that's that's about ballpark with those guys, right? I mean, it it's just it's absurd how people react sometimes and not realizing realizing that four, five months from now, you're gonna feel entirely different. Entirely different. So Um, it's it's look he deserves to get paid Deshaun Watson is no doubt a stud a franchise quarterback I was happy to see him get paid but to think that there's any piece of him that's unhappy about it when they put in a no trade clause uh, I just I think it it goes to kind of push down all those naysayers out there
5: well it just it was Bill O'Brien was an easy target and I get it because they see him you know get riled up when he walks through the tunnel they think as a general manager he doesn't know what he's doing and blah 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 you can say whatever you want about him but you know he took care of his quarterback he took care of his offensive tackle and he made a move to trade away a receiver and you've pointed out that listen if that receiving corn, this is a big if can stay healthy Will Fuller and Cooks and these guys if they can stay healthy I mean you've got really good weapons around Deshaun Watson and they were also list they a lead a big lead on Kansas City in the playoffs so I, th- I think Bill O'Brien gets a lot of crap and he gets a lot of a lot of heat um- They've won the division. Well, how many? How, like they've they've ran that division the past few like years, four to the last five yeah. years
6: or something. It's been so ridiculous.
5: And, and and we can say, well, you know, look at the division. Well, you could say the same thing about Belichick if you wanted to in the AFC East. I think I just think he's a, he's a target. People want to criticize him, but the fact of the matter is, he locked up his offensive tackle. He locked up his quarterback, and because of that, they're going to be a force in that division and maybe beyond for several years to come.
6: Yeah, it, it is going to be interesting to see what happens though with Cooks. Will Fuller, Randall Cobb, Kenny Stills. I mean, those are all the players that really have to make up for now, you know, the the loss of Hopkins, kind of overcome that by committee. And there's probably no number one or like no go to guy like they had in Hopkins. But I'll tell you this much, man, they've got a lot of speed. And I think they have the ability to collectively with that group be able to put up enough yards, enough production uh, to be there for them. And, and, And as far as the passing game goes, and I think they've got enough too with the running backs. Like between Duke Johnson and David Johnson, I do think they'll be able to be more I think they'll be more effective than people realize. Like when they saw the trade and who the swap was for between Hopkins and draft picks and then David Johnson and draft picks, it was like, wait, what? I'm telling you, man, just give these give these guys a chance. Give David Johnson and this system another chance. I think he's gonna be better than a lot of people. Uh, give them credit i think the texans are obviously going to be up there uh, at least a playoff competing team
5: now and and again it's funny you mentioned that i mean you stole the words right from my mouth here i mean i know that you've been dying to give out your nfl picks i mean i know you've been doing that you've you've been badgering me all week we got to do our nfl picks we got to do our nfl picks and i'm like no man we got nba nhl we got all these other things like no 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 we got to do our nfl picks so i mean are you picking You know, a little taste. Are you picking the Houston Texans to win that division, the AFC South, Brady Quinn? Is that what you're telling us here? Well, Wouldn't it
6: be a terrible tease if I told you what I was picking and what I was doing?
5: Very good point. So we will tease that later on. Uh, Brady demanding uh, to get his NFL picks in. Uh, Brady, uh, Brady Quinn will have those for you here coming up later on in the show. All right, coming up next, though, we have got... Some insight. Brady Quinn could have told you something was going to happen in the bubble in the NBA well in advance if you'd just listened to him, but you didn't, so that's your problem. Find out what it was next year on FSR. For all the latest stuff from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in the powerhouse. Steve Desager.
9: Good evening, gentlemen. We do have a Lakers versus Houston playoff game two of the conference semis, tipping off in just a few minutes. Top seed in the East Milwaukee stayed alive with an overtime win against Miami, 118-115, to 115. but Giannis Antetokounmpo left early. He turned his ankle again. In the NHL, the West final opener is underway, and already the Stars lead 1-0 over Vegas, which is seeded number one in the West. The Islanders face Tampa Bay Monday night to start the Eastern Conference final. Number one ranked Novak Djokovic was defaulted out of the U.S. Open today after hitting a tennis ball in anger toward the back wall and it hit a line judge. Tennis's rule on abuse involves hitting the ball dangerously or recklessly on the court, court or, quote, with negligent disregard of the consequences. Women's number 4 Naomi Osaka is playing tonight. Serena Williams plays her fourth rounder tomorrow, noon Eastern time. Running back Adrian Peterson signed a one-year deal with the Detroit Lions. Quarterback Josh Rosen goes to Tampa Bay's practice squad. The Eagles added quarterback Josh McCown, age 41, to their practice squad. The Steelers claim quarterback Josh Dobbs and Wave quarterback Duck Hodges. Free agent defensive end Jadavian Clowney signed a one-year deal officially with the Titans. Dustin Johnson leads by five strokes at the Tour Championship after a third round, 64 today. NASCAR is starting its playoffs tonight at Darlington. They're past the midpoint and Martin Truex Jr. is still in the lead with Kevin Harvick second and Denny Hamlin running third. To baseball, going to the fifth inning at Wrigley field the Cardinals lead 5-3 over the rival Cubs starter John Lester is already out of there and guys we're still an hour and a half away from the Dodgers start home game against Colorado coincidentally it was an evening Sunday night game good thing today since it was 110 degrees in downtown Los Angeles today it was 119 on the way in here in the valley as you guys referenced top of the show back to you
5: but at least uh, we can go indoors and get air conditioning. Oh, that's right. We <laughs> yeah. can't. Thank you. Thank you, Warden. We appreciate it. Uh, all right. Uh, Steve DeSager, uh, Jonas Knox. Uh, He's Brady still
9: talking. Jr. He must be alive in <laughs> there.
5: Fox, I know. <laughs> on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Um, listen, I'm not trying to uh, you know, get everybody this excited this early in the show. Uh, live Jesus sent out a tweet. Oh, man. Yeah.
6: So 12 minutes. Did he now. lose last week?
5: No, he won. He had the under of 23. And he won. They got to 22. I, uh, is that true? Can <laughs> that we confirm true. that, guys? That's a fact. Uh, they got to 22 runs. It was the under of 23. And they got it was Phillies Braves. I think it was Phillies Braves last Sunday night. And he had the under of 23. And it finished 12-10 or, or, or I forget what wow. the score was. But, yeah.
6: Barely barely won is what you're saying. Yeah, I, mean, I guess we'll count it, though. We hey, We have listen. to count it, don't we?
5: You're not barely a guy, right? I wasn't barely a boy when I was born. No, all the way. He won.
6: Well, it might be up for debate if you're still a boy or if you're a man. Yeah, (laughs)
5: that that is. what you're
6: asking. Yeah, that that
5: is true. Look at my calves. Uh, No, I mean like a (laughs) toddler. Try them every day. I work them every single day. I can't get them. They just won't grow. Just not happening. Uh,
6: All right, Uh, Brady Quinn. (laughs) Let's stay away from that. (laughs) Okay, please do. Uh,
5: All right, so uh, now I want to hear. You had intimate knowledge about what was going to happen in the Bucks Heat series. All right, intimate knowledge. Are you? were in the mix in the know before you get into that you were mind-blown at what was happening on television before we went on the air I mean you were (laughs) outraged
6: (laughs) well not even outraged it's just I I am so (laughs) beside myself as far as what we're consuming (laughs) nowadays on television I'm trying to find the basketball game and we've got something called cannonball C- Cannonball! I've never ball? heard of it.
5: I've never. We've heard got of
6: people it. who are going down what looks to be a big water slide and being catapulted up into the air, where they're measuring their height and distance to give them a total score. And that's like that's that's worth viewership. I have I have no idea what in the world this country views as entertainment anymore. But for some reason, that is actually on television. That is on TV. Like, that is where we are as a society. So I turned it on. I'm watching it perplexed as to, A, why there's not a basketball game on yet or coverage, and then, B, what the hell this was. And so if you have a problem with this country, part of it might be the fact that we're watching crap like (laughs) Cannonball, okay? Like, that's what we're polluting our minds with instead of focusing on more important issues we're watching Cannonball, all right. And it and by the way, the show is called Cannonball. Not only is there not a, a cannon involved or a ball for that matter, so I have no idea why they call it a cannonball. Outside the fact that when they go down the slide, it looks like the end of I guess a cannon that they fire out from, even though it's not an actual cannon and there's actually no ball.
5: Ladies, can we get a round of applause? A round of applause for a true patriot in here. That sounded like you were given the speech of a lifetime. Brady Quinn letting it be known what's really wrong with this country, that we've got human beings being shot like javelins. Out of, a, uh, out of a water slide, and and they're calling it Cannonball. I agree with you. I've never heard of it. Uh, I I didn't even know it existed. I mean, I've watched Cornhole. I've been on horse races in Japan uh, over this pandemic. I've done a lot of low, low things. I've never thought about Cannonball. I didn't even know it was on. I didn't even know it existed.
6: Never thought about it, didn't know it was on, didn't – because it shouldn't exist, all right? <laughs> and, and, by the way, the commentary was awful. It was like the Miz <laughs> – And there was someone else on that. I had no idea what was going on. I'm not, and this isn't to like disparage them in any way. It's like, how could they possibly break down what they're watching? Like how much more of a variety can you give your analysis on someone going down, basically a water slide. I mean, shot into the air. Like how many different ways can you break that down? How many different ways can you go down a water slide and catapult yourself out of there? It's, it's unbelievable. Like, did, did the did the creators of this just basically say hey we want to try to sell a show to last for like three episodes before we get canceled like is is that what this was all about well, i mean it, it just, I, just I, I am i am beside myself looking at this stuff on tv
5: and it's great cuz i'm a big fan of the miz's work on fox sports 1 on smackdown on fox i'm a big fan of his work huge yeah, fan of his thank god work he's
6: though. on that and yeah. i don't know why he spent his time on cannonball oh, by the way
5: you knew the Heat were gonna win this series. Now, they, they lost earlier today, but they're up three one. That series is over. Giannis got hurt. Who knows if he's gonna play? Haven't seen an update on him, but they end up uh, the Bucks end up winning it overtime. Uh, a gutsy performance as they would call it, uh in uh, sports jargon. Uh, or, sports or maybe just go. a terrible
6: blocking foul that helped basically the Bucks Possibly. tied up and taking an I T. I don't know, it depends uh, how you look at it.
5: You are in South Florida. This isn't a surprise to to the Heat, is it? They, no, they, they kind this, of anticipated this.
6: This is not a surprise. Uh, the Heat felt like they had a really good chance. Um, just the way they match up versus the Bucks. I mean, for starters, they feel like they've got kind of the right pieces. Jay Crowder plays probably more important piece than most realized defensively, the way he rebounds yep. and his three-point shooting on the outside. Then you look at a guy like Tyler hero who, who hit almost a pretty darn clutch three there towards the end of OT. Uh, but, but a nice, you know, bam at a, at, at a Bay-O, the way he can kind of post up and the way he can also, also defend the rim. They've got a nice collection of players. I didn't even mention Jimmy Butler yet who didn't necessarily have the, the best game today, but you know, they've got a nice collection of pieces and players that I think are tough to defend, especially when they shoot the ball the way they do from the perimeter. So Look, there was a lot of people down here in South Florida that kind of felt like going into the playoffs they were going to be a team to look out for, and they might sneak up on some people. And if they got that matchup versus the Bucks, that they felt confident about their potential to be able to pull off that upset. And it didn't happen today, but I do think it may happen here uh, when, when they when they have that Game 5 matchup, in part because uh, it looks like Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to be a little bit banged up with that ankle. Who knows if he'll even play, right? He missed the second half. Yeah. Um, but, again, I think the way they match up – they're going to be a tough out uh, for the Bucks in game five.
5: And I'll be honest with you. I'm surprised that they won because uh, my thought is if you've been trapped inside that bubble and at this point you're sick of it, you've got to be sick of it. You're seeing the same people. You're doing the same stuff like you can only hang out at an amusement park long enough before you go. All right. Can we get out of here like th- this is boring? There's got to be some of these guys that when they're on the doorstep of getting eliminated, they're thinking at least we can get out of here earlier. I mean, so that's what I'm saying. It's either it's done next game. I think it's done. I think they're finished. And your Miami Heat, Brady Quinn, will be on to the Eastern Conference Finals. And if people would have listened to you, if they would have listened to, to Brady Quinn, they would have known that well in advance. But they didn't. So screw them.
6: Well, there is the some guy. other piece of advice that, not to tease, I think we'll get into it at some point. But wasn't there an NFL team that made an announcement recently?
5: Yeah, there was. Absolutely. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, that's another one. We
6: tried uh, to throw out the well, – I think we, th- we gave up the odds on that, didn't we?
5: You did. And and you tried to tell people you want to get rich, make this pick. A lot of people didn't. They laughed at you. They criticized you. And unfortunately, they went broke when they could have made a lot of money if you'd just been paying attention. So there's, there's that. Uh, all right. Uh, Brady Quinn Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, coming up next, Live Bet Jesus. All right, he will be here. He is, from rumors have it, that he is predicting a win. Also, Brady Quinn, lesson learned about quarterback development in the National Football League because somebody has gotten screwed. Find out who we're talking about next year on FSR. He's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up here in a little over 10 minutes from now here on FSR, we will have the very latest on a potential college football season for the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. By the way, I smell a rat. I smell a rat. We will try and uncover and identify that rat coming up here in a little over 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Also awaiting the arrival of live bet. Jesus, who has been on an absolute tear lately, an absolute tear over unders hockey, baseball, you name it. What? Yeah, he's been doing it. What do you
6: mean? He won last week one time.
5: Okay. Well, I mean, you know, I'm just saying. See, that felt like a tear.
6: Little, yeah well maybe you turn your pants
5: okay, very good not in the front uh, all right so Brady Quinn uh, let's let's get into this Josh Rosen who I, I and I say this and I, I told you this before um, when I sent you know my uh, my thoughts hours and hours and hours ago Josh Rosen, I feel bad for I don't feel bad for him, but I do in the sense that I don't know if that guy's ever going to get a legitimate shot. And we talked about the players that didn't make rosters this year that'll never actually get a legitimate shot because of how the NFL is and the cycle and and new crop coming next year. and, And and they move these guys out and no preseason games. But it just goes to show you, man. It's not a. It's not so much about whether or not you can play. It's about where you end up and whether or not you're given the opportunity to play. And nobody's anything without opportunity. And this guy just never got an opportunity. He's now. Well, he's going to be on the Bucks practice squad. I think that's that's what I saw Tampa signed him. But I I just don't know. Even with that, if he's ever going to get his shot, and I feel bad for him.
6: No, I mean, look, I, I think he's had one of the worst runs. Or has had the worst luck of of any quarterback that I can remember drafted in the top ten in a long time. Right? He goes to a team with a first-year head coach, to a you know not a very good football team in the Cardinals that year. Uh, And look, you can you can say, well, he was a part of that, sure, sure, no problem about it, you know. But the bottom line is, you end up you know moving on from an offensive coordinator halfway through that season. So the guy who installed the offense, who's coaching you all off season, he's gone. Now you've got a first-time play caller in Byron Lefwich who's running an offense that he didn't play in. And he's got to call those plays for, right? That is incredibly difficult to deal with, whether you're a veteran or whether or not you're a rookie. Okay, And he was a rookie. He had offensive linemen who were starting at the end of the season that weren't on the roster 30 days before that. Think about that. A rookie center, I mean... It was unbelievable to think what he dealt with. His second-round draft pick, Christian Kirk, was one of the better receivers. He got hurt. He wasn't playing by the end, end, end of the year. So it was all these things pitted against him. The organization decides to fire his head coach, the guy who's a, a part of drafting him, after one year. So now Cliff Kingsbury comes in. He wants his own guy. They end up drafting Kyler Murray number one overall. He gets shipped off to another first-year head coach and Brian Flores. Yeah. Brian Flores does not necessarily care who his quarterback is. He just wants to win football games, and so he's it into another new offense, different guys he's throwing to, and and I think it was hard for him. And by the way, on arguably the worst team or one of the worst teams in the NFL, yeah. I think you could make that case. So it's just it's tough when you look at um, the what he what's been thrown at him, the expectations for him. I just think it's been incredibly difficult. And I I do hope now that he's with Bruce Arians in that system. They they give him some time to to kind of grow and mature and continue to um, develop his game. And someone gives him a shot and opportunity with a little bit of, of consistency or continuity because it is incredibly difficult to deal with what he's gone through in his career.
5: Yeah, it sucks man. And and look, it'd be one thing and that's why I said at least give him an opportunity. You could say they talk about, you know, quarterbacks and and the term bust, which I can't stand because I think there's a lot more to it. You know, at least Paxton Lynch got a shot. At least he got a shot. He got multiple shots. It just didn't work out. It just it didn't work out for him. It just felt like Josh Rosen even when he was given a shot Nobody really thought it was going to go anywhere because he was put in such a compromised situation. The the stuff with the Dolphins, and then he was pulled back out, and then the Arizona Cardinals. And I can remember the first game he was brought in on, it wasn't even due to injury. He didn't even get a clean slate. They brought him in mid-game when they were getting hammered. And Sam Bradford was playing poorly, and so they put him in not because of injury. Like, to me, if I'm a rookie quarterback, the last thing I want to be thrown into is that situation. It just felt like everything's been stacked against him so far.
2: Nobody – oh, my my gosh. Never mind
5: Josh Rosen. Yeah, forget about him. Step aside. Step aside, Josh Rosen. We can only feel bad for you for so long. The lights are completely out, Brady Quinn. I can't see anything. I legitimately can't see anything. Uh, it, there's now a piece of paper floating down onto the desk here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, let's go ahead. And, and Brady, I just want you to know that this is, is on real? the up and up. Okay, is I it want real? you to know this is on the up and up here. All right, so here we go. That was your betting card from yesterday. Hold on. This is the receipts for Bobo's Kobe's. Hold on. <laughs>
8: <laughs> Whatever.
5: It is tonight, on the sixth day of September 2020, that I live bet Jesus proclaim the pick to be Stars Golden Knights under five. How about that, Brady? Under five goals, Stars Golden Knights. That's actually
3: Knights.
6: a good bet. That's yeah. actually a good bet. I think I can be go. I
5: bet Jesus again.
4: And you will not
0: believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's 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 Reality Reality Podcast.
5: Yeah, so we smell a rat, or at least I do. I know I do. When it comes to college football, somebody needs to be exposed. For potential lies. And that will happen here coming up in just a couple of moments. That guy right over there is Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can check out this show as always on the iHeart Radio app and wherever you are hanging out with us here on a beautiful Sunday evening in September, all across the country. We appreciate a few minutes of your time and we do it all live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios for 15 minutes. Could save you 15% or more on car insurance visit geico.com for a free rate quote Brady Quinn the hell's happening
6: not a whole lot just watching a little bit of everything that's going on right now but paying close attention to that West semifinals in the NBA between Houston and the Lakers Lakers are holding a nice little lead right now but down 01 uh, in the series is there's some people worried right right now oh in the studio God.
5: well here's the best part <laughs> I just found out I, I've never have you ever seen a possum before? yeah of course okay are you scared of them
6: no why would i be scared of a possum
5: yeah that's that's my point it's basically a stuffed animal with teeth like i mean I, i don't understand like what's the big deal there was a possum apparently at the fox sports radio studios really and and according to bobo our technical producer he couldn't get into his car because the possum was at the door so what'd you do bobo walk home in your, in your 15th pair of Kobe's, uh, what'd you do? The
8: funny part, I was actually wearing Kobe's that night, too. That's the crazy part. <laughs> of course no, you were. No, but instead of taking the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the stairs, I took the stairs instead of the elevator. I just walked up the whole parking structure.
5: Dude, <laughs> because of a possum?
8: Damn right. I don't play with those. Hey, that thing hissed at me and took a step. Oh hey, my so gosh, what? Man. Are you being for it's real? A right possum? I'm being for real. I ain't about to get bit by no damn possum. I mean come on. Bit by a possum.
5: How are you gonna let a possum bite you? That's unbelievable. That possum owns you now.
10: Sure do. Don't care. He yeah. I mean, doesn't move like a dog. I mean hey, it's a possum. Don't they play dead if they if you come no, up on it? They
8: don't. Not all of them. They're like raccoons. They, they, they I, I think
6: when they smell fear, then <laughs> they know they can go I on mean, the
8: attack. They don't have to play dead. I mean, I'm gonna tell you this. Everybody who was here that night, no one went to the second floor to yeah. get to anything. Well, security had to sit there and couldn't do nothing. There was three other board ops that came in that day that didn't go by yeah, the possum, so you. don't just sit here and make it seem like it yeah. was only Bobo, because yeah, <laughs> it let, let was not. You yeah, you want, like you it was like it was only Bobo. Yeah. You want
5: to, you want to take like care you of that? I feel like you can kiss my ass. How about hey, that? Yeah. Hey,
6: Bobo, I, Bobo,
5: <laughs> Bobo, you want to take care of that next time? Two things, hairspray and a lighter, and then you just go on your way. Blowtorch? Uh, yeah. Gosh, and, and, and then you just go on your way. Because bo- no, Bobo Don't has do it, Bobo. You end hurting yourself. Kiss my ass. Don't
8: do it. I could use Lee's hairspray.
5: <laughs> <laughs> that's true what's wrong with hairspray brady uses hairspray yeah, i don't have hair yeah
8: who well, said i, I use like hairspray you.
5: you don't use hairspray no you haven't, you haven't lived unless you use hairspray he does not like oh, us Jeez.
8: here we go yeah you know what this is going to do now jonas is going to make him start saying that you use dye on your beard well, he I, does I mean, use they, dye on they, his I beard
5: don't, i don't use dye. It,
8: it, that's Stop. that's not, not a even, rumor that's yeah, actually yeah. the truth
5: all right there's grays in my beard I don't use okay, dye on my beard. Uh, all right, never mind all that. So so we we venture away from the possum that is scaring everybody at the Fox Sports Radio studios brought to you by Geico. Uh, and then we swerve towards the rockets <laughs> that are also that are also scaring everybody at the Fox Sports Radio studios which coincidentally enough, happened to also be sponsored by Geico, and now we bring it all the way back around, Brady Quinn, to college football because we had college football this weekend. SMU Texas State, tell me you didn't dive into a little SMU Texas State. That felt like a real, real college football game, man. They had like a, there was like a pinata on the sidelines when somebody got a turnover. They did like this big, this big uh, production, this big to-do there. Uh, you had balloons popping. You had Army and, and uh, Middle Tennessee State. Uh, one of the w- most uh, embarrassing clock management moments at the end of the first half. I don't know why anybody would want to go in half t- at halftime with two timeouts when you're sitting in the red zone, but that's very weird. It felt like real college football is out there, and I can't help but think, where's the uh, the Big Ten and the Pac-12? What happened? I don't. I don't know what happened. Yeah, to the Big Ten they're of
6: still 12? they're still trying to figure that out. Oh, still. It's weird, by the way, how um, two things that that occurred over the past week. Uh, one in which apparently the president got involved. The next thing you know, now it seemed like Kevin Warren and the uh, presidents that be are trying to work on a date for a potential start at some point this fall. Sounds like late fall. As I've said all along, it is a hope, a wish, and a prayer. That is yeah. what it is because. This is what we're going to get if we do get a Big Ten season that starts around Thanksgiving, folks. I don't know how they expect them to be a part of the college football playoff. And any guy, Justin Fields included, he's the quarterback at Ohio State. For those on the West Coast who don't care about football, don't know. But he'll be a top five pick (laughs) in next year's draft. He'll probably opt out, along with many others who will opt out because they don't want the injury risk given that the combine takes place in February, given that the draft takes place in April. So it's not worth the risk to him or even other guys who are draft eligible, but maybe middle of the round guys. So uh, I will be curious to see if it ever comes to fruition, if they ever comes together. Larry Scott, the commissioner of the PAC 12, he just found out about point of contact um, testing and so now it seems, I guess in his words, uh, like a game changer that they're going to be able to have point of contact testing for their student athletes. But that was really all we got <laughs> because ultimately it's a little bit out of his hands. I'm not sure you know, what plan they could put together or how they would appease the powers that be to allow them to play football at any point in time in 2020. So bottom line, uh, not much has really changed as far as the college football pro- front for the Big Ten And the Pac-12 at this point, that could be subject to change in the next couple of weeks. However, again, it doesn't look promising. It looks like we're going to be watching every other conference right now uh, that's in the Power 5 play but those two.
5: I'm not even saying this just to be overly dramatic or just to to be sarcastic. I, I really, from the bottom of my heart, mean this. I was sitting around earlier today, and I told my wife, I said, I'm really bummed out I'm not gonna to get to watch Hawaii this year. I'm not I'm not even I'm not even saying that to be sarcastic. I'm legi- I was thinking, man, there's nothing like watching them at the end of a long day of college football and you get them. And it could it could be anybody. It could be Hawaii, it could be San Jose State, but there's all these late night games, you know, they call it Pac twelve after dark. You remember that Washington State U- UCLA game that was bananas yeah. last year that had like a hundred and thirty something points scored? Like, and I'm thinking to myself, all of that's gone. Like we're not going to get any of that, and it's it's no doing of the players. And people can say, "Well, blame so and so for not wearing it." Okay, you, you have your have your opinions all you want, but here we are, and it just feels like something could be done. And I call BS. This whole Larry Scott coming out uh, with oh we got this game changer yeah the same game changer they had on Friday between uh, a Texas State and SMU man that that game changer testing that's here it's been here you're just apparently you just now opened up the sports page and said oh my God they've they got a new testing procedure and uh, in, uh, in, in between SMU and Texas State it's been here so I don't buy any of that I think it's all a charade I, I think I think this is just for optics and I think it's happening in the Big Ten. And I think it's happening more so in the Pac-12. They know that they're not going to play. They have no intention of playing. But it's such a bad look for them not playing that now they want to give the perception of or give the image of, we're really trying our best. Darn it, just too late. You know, if this stuff would have come in sooner, if people would have behaved themselves on Memorial Day weekend, we'd be playing a season, and I can just already smell the spin starting. I can already see it because I don't think there's any shot. that For sure, the Pac-12, and I'm really, really skeptical the Big Ten's going to play it all.
6: I'm skeptical as well, and if they do play, I do think it's going to be something similar to, uh, almost like back in the day where you had like a, like a JV team. You know, it's going to be a lot of younger guys who we don't really know much about because all those draft eligible players. I, I think there's going to be a few that feel like there's maybe something to prove and it's worth the risk of going and playing, or those who've never started before that you know that this might be an opportunity for them to start before with their final year of eligibility. They they kind of have to in that situation, right? But there's others who there's too much on the line, right? I mean, we just watched Jamie Newman, who was a gra- he was a transfer quarterback from Wake Forest. Yep. He went to Georgia. He just opted out. Now, granted, he said it was due to COVID. I've heard that JT Daniels beat him out for the starting quarterback position oh, at Georgia. That's what I but, wondered. Well, and we can get into that later. But the bottom line is he's at best a middle-round pick at, at quarterback. He might be more of a late-round pick if he gets drafted at all at this point. Like – he had a good season last year for Wake Forest, but nothing that he should feel confident about being drafted upon. I mean, there's a lot of development that needs to take place there. So, uh, you know, you're going to have kids who make the decision like that, either because A, the risk with COVID and they're draft eligible, or B, you get an agent who digs his fingers in and, and he convinces this young man that it's what's in his best interest. And, you know, we can debate all, all along whether or not that's hey. right. But at the end of the day, that, that's where this is at.
5: And, and you know what? With with Newman, you mentioned where he where he's projected to go in in the fifth round, maybe a fifth round pick. If it comes At down the to highest, him, yeah. If it comes down to him and another quarterback, and the skill sets about even, what do you think is going to be the determining factor? Them choosing the other guy over Newman because he of
6: course the team. film, because
5: he didn't he, and he didn't quit on his team. And people well, can say, I, I don't
6: even know if it's about quitting on his team. I think he, I think what he was concerned by is, hey, what's worse for your draft stock? Okay, you going to Georgia not being on JT Daniels. Right. Or are you opting out now where it looks like, oh, I would have been it, but it was I was more concerned with covid bottom line is what hurts him the most and not playing in that system is Todd Munkins called plays in the NFL before, you know, that's who is the offensive coordinator there at Georgia. It would have made a lot of sense to be in that system, showcase your talents and abilities, but he chose not to.
5: If you okay, if all this is happening, you've talked about this on the show before, how you you considered leaving Notre Dame early, that there was you know obviously stuff at home that we don't want to need to get into, but stuff outside of you know and and you decided to to stay it out and stay at South Bend, if you were put in this situation with everything going on, just and this will be a multi part question all right if you're at Notre Dame and the season is going the way that it's going, no fans and all of that, you're playing 100%, right?
6: Not even questioning it, playing 100%. All right,
5: if they told you, all right, we're going to play a season, but it's starting Thanksgiving weekend, what are you doing?
6: I'm probably opting out, and I'm probably saying I'm not, it's not due to COVID. It's due because I don't want to take on that risk. Bottom line is for that season that starts then, if they think they're going to be a part of the college football playoff, explain to me how that works. You've got a 10-game conference-only <laughs> right. season – that would be proposed. <laughs> so show me where those ten weeks come into play, and what are they going to push back the playoff? Yeah, like, St. Paddy's Day. Happening.
5: Yeah, St. Patrick's Day. They're going to have the college football playoff. Yeah, I thought you guys <laughs> said St. Patty's Day. What do you mean?
6: So it, it's not worth the risk. And if that's when they're playing the playoff, then you got a big issue because a lot of guys are missing the combine in February. So it's to me, it doesn't make any sense. Uh I, I think the NFL unless they were really willing to push back their entire calendar, which they're not. I mean, look, they were already hit with this, this past off season, and they were very resistant to wanting to change. Then now between point of contact testing, the protocols we have in place with social distancing, mass, et cetera, they probably have a better plan put together to evaluate these young men under these circumstances. Yeah. And you could probably do that at the combine easier than, than most people realize. So I don't think they're pushing it back. I don't think they're changing one thing. And so I think the Big Ten will be putting themselves in an incredibly incredible disadvantage compared to the other uh, conferences because they're going to be playing. And they're probably going to be playing for a national championship uh, without them. But Bottom line, the Big Ten's going to be sitting and watching.
5: Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, we are going to get into our NFL season picks. We're going to do the AFC. Brady Quinn has been pounding the table for these I mean, all week long. I mean, he, he was, I mean, t- text messages, you name it. He wouldn't stop. He has got to give away his AFC season picks, and we'll have those for you next year on Fox Sports Radio.
4: And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member
0: entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi,
2: I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast.
5: Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here on Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up in 10 minutes from now here on FSR, it is the final edition for the year of Headline or Lie. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. The season finale of headline or lie. As we get into the NFL, there's just way too much going on. We have got to be wall to wall NFL coverage. So this is the season finale of Headline or Lie. A season in which I have not won once. Not
6: once. Is that true? Not not the entire season. I think you've won uh, once, haven't you? Yeah.
5: Uh, once and, and lost uh, a bunch. It's it's just It's been a disaster, easily my worst uh, in the history of this show. But if people want to be a part of it, 877-99-ON-FOX. We are looking for two participants. And Brady Quinn, what is the request that we have for anybody who wants to join us for the season finale?
6: Well, it is a Labor Day weekend. So I think the first thing I'd start off by, by saying is hopefully, hopefully you're not working. You're able to kind of sit back and enjoy and and when I say enjoy, I mean you know throw back a couple of cold ones, all right? Uh, have maybe a little bit of a Grandpa Soda, if you know what I mean. Uh, two or three of those, if you don't mind. And then uh, and join us on the show. But don't let our show stop you from continuing to drink, okay? <laughs> right. That's yeah. all we're asking.
5: Yeah, this show's not a red light. It's a green light. And you always have the green and keep on uh, – and sometimes they do. Sometimes they're smoking the green when they call. So it has That's been right. – uh, didn't, right. didn't we have a blind guy who drank moonshine last week? I mean, I'm pretty sure we was did. he did. Was he blind? Like, I don't remember. Yeah, he, he was, was blind, blind, but I'm pretty yeah, sure he, he had blind. moonshine. Yeah. Yeah, he was blind. Yeah, he was blind. Uh, so we appreciate it, man. Uh, we we listen. We are uh, we're good like that. We'll take anybody anybody we do not discriminate here anybody doesn't matter who you are drunk sober blind not blind doesn't matter please listen to us we desperately need your ears Uh, all right so brady quinn before we get into uh, our afc preview here on fox sports radio we do want to let you know we are brought to you by blue emu maximum pain relief it works fast and you won't stink it's pharmacy recommended odor-free pain relief for muscle pain backache strains sprains or even arthritis there is no stinging or burning involved It's simple pain relief, Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, works fast, and you won't stink. All right, so you have your AFC picks ready to go, right?
6: I've got everything ready to go, brother.
5: So you're good to go. So how about we let Bobo decide, because this is how prepared we are. Pick a card, any card. Bobo, you decide on the division, and then Brady will go, and then I'll go, and we'll make our picks. Bobo,
6: take it away.
4: Blue 58! Hey, let's go! AFC South Preview. All right, Brady.
6: AFC South is probably one of the most competitive divisions, in my opinion. And and you'll see why. I've got three of the four teams kind of all lumped there together. Now, I said competitive. I didn't say best, okay? Winning the division, if you want me. Actually, let me work bottom up. Is that okay? Can I work work bottom up or back to front? Is 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 that okay? You can
5: work bottom. Go right ahead.
6: Okay. I'll work the bottom. The Jacksonville Jaguars. I've got them at the bottom of the AFC South at 3-13. and Look, this is not an indictment on Gardner Minshew. It's not an indictment on Doug Marone or Dave Caldwell. Unfortunately, this roster lacks talent, and it lacks it so much so that I am concerned that they will be competitive at all within this division. In fact, I've got them going 0-6 in divisional play 3-13 on the season. They very well could be 2-14. and 14. It could be a very rough year, a rebuilding year for Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell if they could even hang around. Next up, I've got the Indianapolis Colts. This was a tough one for me. I wavered between 7-9, 8-8. I ended up going through their entire schedule and coming up with 7-9. and 9. Uh, My concerns are defense. Can their defense take the next step they need to? Look, I know they've got Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack in the backfield, But will that be enough to give Phillip Rivers what he needs within this offense? And will there be a bit of a learning curve there for Phillip Rivers and the guys he's throwing to? For all those reasons, I've got them 7-9 in a very tough division. Now, in second place, a team that's well familiar at being second place and a wild card team. Is the Tennessee Titans wow. 9 and 7 for the fifth straight year? There's no other way of looking at <laughs> it, folks. It is. This is what this team does the style in which they play. I know they just signed Jadavion Clowney. I don't care. They're 9 and 7 once again. And guess what? They'll be tied at 9 and 7 with the Houston Texans. However, the Texans, they win the tiebreaker. They're 5 and 1 within the division. They end up winning the AFC South. Once again, with their multi-million dollar quarterback in Deshaun Watson.
5: All right, Brady Quinn. Well, I will see... Your AFC South, and I will raise you because I've got the Indianapolis Colts winning the AFC South. First of all, I do think Phillip Rivers is an upgraded quarterback, and he's going to be playing behind the best offensive line in football. I think Jonathan Taylor is a Dark Horse Rookie of the Year. I like the addition of DeForest Buckner in the offseason. I think their defense is going to improve. Darius Leonard was a first team All Pro in 2018, a second team All Pro last season. There is some questions about their secondary, and if you look at their schedule, schedule the only cold weather game which is an issue for older quarterbacks would be Pittsburgh in late December plus this is the first stable offseason they've had in about 3 years if you remember uh, Josh McDaniels balked on the deal and walked away. They had to hire Frank Reich last minute. Andrew Luck, who's Andre the Giant's stunt double, he walked out on the team <laughs> a week before the season a year ago, and they were, they were scrambling to find a quarterback to start the year. So I like the Colts to win the division. I think the Houston Texans finish second, and I think the Texans are vying for a wild-card spot, that added wild-card spot this season. I just... I've got concerns about Houston being able to keep up with with the Indianapolis Colts just based on the fact that I don't know about their O-line. I don't know if Deshaun Watson can stay healthy. I like the contract. And then we talked about the receivers, and I don't know that their defense – is the same Texans defense that we've seen over the past several years. I don't buy the Tennessee Titans at all. I've got them finishing third. I think Ryan Tannehill was great, and it was a great story in the regular season. And what I remember from the postseason in Ryan Tannehill was Derrick Henry throwing jump passes. So to me, the fact that they were this gung-ho on trying to assign a Clowney tells me maybe there's some problems or some issues on that side of the ball. I've got the Titans finishing third, and it sucks. I wish it wasn't this way. I think they're going to play really, really hard. But I've got Jacksonville finishing dead last in the AFC South.
6: Okay. Okay. So some similarities. And look, I could easily see Tennessee and Indy flip-flopping. I just think we constantly underestimate Bill O'Brien, Deshaun Watson, all the things you brought up. Aren't those the same questions we had about the Texans last year Fair and enough. the year before yes. that?
5: <laughs> Absolutely.
6: It's always the O line. It's always could. the defense. I copied what? and pasted.
5: I copied and pasted my notes from last year and just put them in. I, <laughs> exactly. I hope I got the schedule. And that's right. why I put fantasy
6: yeah. Titans in nine seven. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Good. All right, Bobo blue 58 let's, let's, hey, let's go afc north preview oh, okay brady
5: let's go let's go
6: come on all right working bottom up yes the Bengals were the worst team in the nfl last year at 2 and 14 i don't have them improving much more and that's not an indication of anything that joe burrow's done wrong or zach taylor their second year head coach it's the fact they play in the best division in the asc north okay so the Bengals finished 3-13. That is an improvement, by the way. they they are competitive, but you know, Joe Burrow goes through some, you know, a little bit growing pains here and there. Bottom line, though, this team ends up finishing at the bottom of the barrel, only winning one, one game within the division. Next up, the Browns. All right. I said it last year, they'd be a ten and six football team. They ended up being six and ten. I was wrong. Guess what? I was a year off. They're ten and six this year. Now. <laughs> They go 3-3 three and three within the division, so more of their wins actually come outside of divisional play. However, this team, I think, was humbled last year. They've got a new head coach in Kevin Stefanski. They're going to run the football effectively. Miles Garrett isn't bashing people in the head with helmets anymore. He's back on defense. I know they lost Grant Delpit, but that was a rookie they didn't really necessarily have yet, and I do think they've been able to supplement that, though, uh, with what they're going to do moving forward. So, I've got the Browns at a competitive 10-6. I have the Ravens taking a step back from their 14-2 last year, second place in the division, but 11-5, 4-2 in the division. I think Lamar Jackson's still going to play well. However, I do have some questions about the passing game, if it's going to continue to evolve. And the other question is their defense. No Earl Thomas. wasn't a good move to me. So I've got the Ravens taking a step back at 11-5. And yes, the Steelers, 12-4 and four with a healthy Big wow. Ben. That defense and their rushing attack, I think they're going to be the top of the AFC North.
5: Uh, Brady Quinn, I like the Baltimore Ravens to repeat. I do think they'll take a step back, but a step back from 14-2 and two is still going to win you that division. I also, look, I, I know Lamar Jackson, there's a lot of people that talk about his style of play. Well, you know, that's not sustainable. Here's all I know. He doesn't get hurt. So we can say whatever is going to happen or what should happen with that style of play. He never gets hurt, and I think he's going to develop more and more as a passer. I think uh, addition by subtraction with Earl Thomas, the fact that they wanted him out and voted him out tells me that he was a problem last year, maybe more so than we knew about. Plus, they're only going to travel 6,300 miles this year. That's the fewest by any team over the last four seasons, and they only leave the Eastern time zone once. I think that's a big deal, and... They don't play one team, Brady Quinn, coming off a bye. Not one team coming off a bye, which means you won't get extended rest and have to worry about that. So I like Baltimore finishing first in the AFC North. Uh, I like the Pittsburgh Steelers to finish second. This was really tight between them and the Cleveland Browns. Ultimately, though... I think Pittsburgh's defense is the difference between them and Cleveland. I, ben Roethlisberger's trying to come back from what he says and what's reported as a surgery and an injury nobody's really come back from. He's clearly going to be an at quarterback because it's, it's not hard to do that at any point in time based on the production that they got. And if they were 8-8 eight eight a year ago, I do think they're going to improve. I think everybody's going to benefit from that. Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner. Uh, your guy from Notre Dame, his name is slipping my mind right now. Chase Claypool. Mean, I'm, I'm, I'm here in nothing but good things about him in camp that he's a monster so i like pittsburgh finishing second i think the browns are going to be better this year i've got them finishing third it's just less noisy not as much drama the odell beckham jr it still doesn't feel like a fit to me but ultimately you look around there's too much talent on that team offensively for them not to win a bunch more games than they did a year ago and then i've got the cincinnati Bengals finishing last Look, I do think there's talent on offense. I just think they're in a bad spot, and I think their schedule is brutal. Look, the first two weeks, they're going to get the Chargers, and then a short week you get the Browns. I mean, That's a problem with that defense. I think it's going to be brutal. I'm more interested to see whether or not Zach Taylor keeps his job at the end of the year. I think Joe Burrow will be fun to watch. I'm excited to see how he develops as a quarterback, but I just don't think there's enough in that division. Well done. There it is. How about that? How about that, Bobo? All right. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. All right. So, how do you want to do this? Do you want to? Should we? uh, We'll take a break here from Steve DeSager. And do you want to to finish up the AFC? And then we got Headliner Live before we end the hour? Yeah. Does that sound good to you? All right. So, uh, coming up next, two more divisions in the AFC with our AFC. 2020 season preview. That's next, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, Steve DeSager.
9: The Lakers were up by 21 over Houston early second quarter. Ella is shooting 60% in the first half. Right now it's a 51-42 lead over the Rockets, under five minutes to go till halftime. Anthony Davis with 15 points, but off the bench, Markeith Morris with 14. That includes four for four from three-point range in the opening quarter. Russell Westbrook just one of six shooting and four turnovers so far for the rockets who did take game 1 of this conference semifinal. This is game number 2. Milwaukee's down 3 games to 1 now, staying alive with an overtime win against Miami today, 118 to 115. Giannis Antetokounmpo left early, turned his ankle again. He'd had 19 points in 11 minutes of work. In the NHL, the West Final is underway and the opener is belonging to Dallas so far, one nothing over Vegas, which only has nine shots in their approaching late second period. The Islanders face Tampa Bay Monday night to start the East Eastern Conference Final. NASCAR is beginning its playoffs tonight at Darlington. About 50 laps to go. Kevin Harvick the leader. Chase Elliott now in second. In Major League Baseball, the Cardinals leading at the Cubs 7-3 in the top of the seventh inning. Cardinals Hall of Famer Lou Brock has died at the age of 81. He had over 3,000 hits in his career. Seattle won its fifth game in a row. Angels won their fifth straight. Padres were 5-3 winners at Oakland. Fernando Tatis Jr. with his 15th home run. That's tied for the Major League lead with Mike Trout. The late game still a half hour away. The Dodgers will be hosting Colorado. Number one-ranked Novak Djokovic was defaulted out of the U.S. Open after hitting a tennis ball in anger toward the back wall. It hit a line judge. So now there is no man left in the field in New York who's ever won a Grand Slam singles title because Roger Federer isn't there due to injury and Rafael Nadal decided not to go. This will be a first for somebody next Sunday in the final. Running back Adrian Peterson signed a one-year deal with the Detroit Lions. NFL rosters had to be down to 53 players by yesterday Opening night is Thursday, Houston at Kansas City. Among the practice squad signings today, wide receiver Antonio Callaway for Miami, kicker Cody Parkey with Cleveland, running back Trey Edmonds for Pittsburgh, and quarterback Chad Kelly to the Colts practice squad. Dustin Johnson leads by five strokes at the Tour Championship after a third round, 64 today. Back to you.
5: Thanks, Steve. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Coming up in 12 minutes from now, the season finale of Headline or Lie, 877 on Fox, 877-996-6369. If you want to be a part of it, get in while the getting is good. Headline or Lie, coming up 12 minutes from now. But we continue on now, Brady Quinn, with our... Our AFC 2020 season preview. We've got two more divisions to go. Let's spin the wheel of Bobo and see what they are.
4: Blue let's, let's, let's go. AFC West preview. All right, Brady.
6: Working bottom up. The LA Chargers, unfortunately, look they're going to be playing Justin Herbert at some point in time this season. Can their defense carry them for that long? maybe for a portion of the season but not the entire way. I've got them at 4 and 12. I've got them going through some growing pains that will help them be better in the future. Third in the division, the Las Vegas Raiders. Yes, in their debut season out in the desert. I've got them going in 7 and 9, 2 and 4 in the division. Derek Carr though has a good statistical season but the defense still hasn't come around quite as much as it needs to. Second in the division, the Denver Broncos. They go 9-7, largely led by a defense, but we do see strides made by Drew Locke and his young cast of pass catchers. Yes, with Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, and Corden Sutton. And the Kansas City Chiefs, like, I'll be honest with you, I kept week by week going through and saying they can't go 14-2. They can't go 14-2. Their defense isn't good enough. Look, I think their defense will be even improved from what it was last year, where it did start to play some better football. And who's going to stop that offense? I just don't know if anyone can when the Kansas City Chiefs are on. So I've got them winning the division, going fourteen and two.
5: Brady Quinn, I've got a carbon copy, the exact same order as you. I got Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders, and Chargers. With the Chiefs, they just they did what is so impossible to do in now in today's NFL keep your young quarterback your franchise quarterback and still have enough to sign everybody else on the roster they kept their core intact it seems like they've got a good foundation there I just I, I don't think it's going to be the easiest run to a division title but I do think they're going to be uh, the AFC West champs this year I also have the Denver Broncos finishing second Vic Fangio just knows how to how to coach a defense AJ Boye Jarrell Casey have been added there I think Von Miller is going to bounce back and I'm fascinated to see what Drew Locke's got because I think Jerry Judy's pissed off. He's got Cortland Sutton there, and I want to see what that offense is like. And then you've got depth at running back with Melvin Gordon and Phillip Lindsey. Now, the offensive line listen, with no crowds being there, maybe that actually helps Garrett Bowles. I mean, maybe with no crowds and being able to hear everything, maybe that'll help Garrett Bowles and some of the penalties that they've had on the offensive line. And then I've got the Raiders finishing third. I think they're improved, but I just still don't see enough there as far as a a team that can compete with the Kansas City Chiefs. And then the L.A. Chargers, I pick them to to win this division or go to a Super Bowl seemingly every year. I can't do it this year. Too many injuries. I think Justin Herbert's gonna get time on the field sooner rather than later and so brady quinn i've got the exact same as you
6: well, great minds think alike buddy
5: there it is uh all right bobo last one let's let's go baby fire away let's, let's, hey, let's go afc east
4: preview
6: working bottom up it's going to be a tough season i think for the miami dolphins uh look five wins last year i don't think they get close to that this year i think they end up being a 2-14 and 14, uh, team reason being is a lot of things went right for him in Brian Flores' first year. Uh, they started playing much better football in the second half of the season. Their schedule, to me, is harder. And Tua Tagovailoa may go through some rookie growing pains. So I've got them at 2-14, 0-6 within the division. Could be a tough year where they're still trying to get more talent on this roster that is very depleted without it. Look, the Jets, 8-8. Eight eight. I think they'll be much more competitive than most people realize. I got them going 4-2 and two within the division. I think Sam Darnold has taken strides. No one's really noticing, but they went seven games with him as a starter last year, and obviously he missed a few games due to Mono. So I think that group continues to, to get better and take strides. The Patriots. Yes, the Patriots go 9-7. They're the ones that actually end up being the runner-up in the division and in fact i don't even have him making the playoffs at nine and seven wow. cam newton plays well the defense is decent but not to the standard that they're accustomed to under bill belichick and back formerly with tom brady so it's the buffalo bills who go 10 and 6 5 and 1 within the division and end up winning it and going on to the playoffs
5: I, too, have the Buffalo Bills winning the AFC East. Now, maybe I'm just more of a fan of Josh Allen, but I'm a fan of the Bills in general. I think Sean McDermott, he deserved a contract extension. What he's done there with that organization, they hadn't made the playoffs for, like, two decades. And then they've gone to the playoffs two years out of three, which is really, really impressive in the same division as the Patriots. The defense is awesome. They're fun to watch offensively. Stephon Diggs gives him a legitimate outside threat at wide receiver. So I've got the Bills winning the AFC East. I got the Patriots going uh, second as well, too, and they'll compete for a wild card spot. I just think there's a lot of loss there with the opt-outs and everything. I love the Cam Newton story. I'm fascinated to see what the offense is like with Cam Newton because it feels like it's going to be old school with not a, not a lot of time to prepare and not a lot of time to get ready for it. I've actually got the Miami Dolphins finishing third. I think Tua is going to get playing time. Preston Williams... Everything that I keep hearing from people is this guy could be a legitimate number one stud in the NFL. He got hurt last year. He had some issues at Colorado State. But I like Brian Flores. I like the foundation and the direction of the organization. They played their ass off for him last year. What everybody thought that they were trying to give up on the season – and then as much as I hate this because I love Adam Gase, I got the Jets going forth. I just, there's been too much. The loss of Jamal Adams. I don't know what the situation is between him and Greg Williams, his defensive coordinator. Le'Veon Bell can't make up his mind whether or not he's friends with Adam Gase or not. And I just feel like there's not a lot there for uh, Sam Darnold to work with. So unfortunately, the New York Jets finished fourth in my AFC East prediction.
6: So. Well, that's blasphemy. Not going to yeah. happen. But okay.
5: I listen. Uh, that's just how I feel. Uh, it could be. I'm, now I'll we're be never going to get
6: goose on the show. Just just for this prediction, we're never going to get it.
5: Oh, I didn't even know it was a possibility. Did I? Oh, say it's a Jets possibility.
6: Sport? Not anymore, I, buddy. Not I've anymore. got the Jets
5: in the AFC championship game. <laughs> I'll cut that after the show make him think I didn't rip his team. All right. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Last call to be a part of Headliner Live for the entire season, 877-99 on Fox. That's next year on FSR. He's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. Coming up in a little over 10 minutes from now here on FSR, we will dive into something you could have made a lot of money on had you just listened to Brady Quinn. He tried to tell you what was going to happen with one team and their quarterback. Nobody wanted to listen, and guess what? He was right. So that will be coming up 10 minutes from now. Right now, though, it is time for a little something we do on the show called this. (laughs)
2: News. Turn
5: on the news. Is it a
4: headline or is it a lie? Let's go to the news desk. What's
2: the good news?
4: Here's Jonas Knox and Brady Quinn.
5: All right, here we go. Headline or lie. We got to speed things up here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's go to Indiana where Nick is listening here on FSR. Nick, what's happening?
2: How's it going, guys?
5: Uh, Good, man. We're just hanging out. Uh, Nick, what are you drinking?
2: Oh, man, I got some good uh, Captain Morgan black spiced rum.
5: Nice. Uh, Who do you want to team up with?
6: Got to go with Brady. Awesome. Let's do it, Nick. Good for you. Notre Dame means.
5: All right, I will take uh, Mark in LA here on Fox Sports Radio. Mark, what's happening? You ready to go, man? Mark in LA.
4: I'm ready to go. What's
5: all right, here we, All right, yeah, it sounds Let's like you're ready. It. All right, so here we go, Mark uh, and, and uh, Nick in Indiana. I'm going to read mine to Brady's partner. He's going to read his to mine, and at the end of this list, if we have a tie, we'll go to sudden death overtime, and probably won't have time for that either. So here we go. Uh, Nick in Indiana, Brady's partner, headliner lie. The Pac-12 says they are planning on playing football in the fall, but only if each player wears a gas mask under their helmets.
6: Lie well done all right mark here we go brother headliner lie a group of porn stars are cited by health officials for having a super spreader party
2: oh that's a headline
5: oh my god of course of course all right here we go nick brady's partner headliner that happened in in las vegas all right all right stop nick brady's (laughs) partner headliner lie there's a uh, new wow. There's a new weekly feature on ProFootballTalk.com where media members can open up about their coronavirus concerns. It's called Boogeyman Mondays.
6: Ooh, I'm still gonna go lie. Damn it! What? That's a headline.
5: Oh no, that's a lie. That's a yeah, You got that correct. That's my fault. That's my fault. I said I screwed wait, wait, that up when I again. sent it over. I screwed that up when I sent it over. That's my fault. My fault on that. I screwed it up when I sent it over. All right. We are. One hundred percent my fault.
6: Here we go, Mark. Fault. Next up, headline or lie? Eight nurses at the same hospital in Maine are all pregnant at the same time.
8: That's a headline. About right. time.
5: There we go. It's
7: a busy doctor. All
5: right. Nick, Brady Quinn's partner, headline or lie? The betting site Bovada has a lineup on the next analyst to get emotional on the air. Brady Quinn is minus
4: 350. Ooh. Um. Mm.
6: Headline. Headline. (laughs) Come on, dude.
5: Really? (laughs) All right, unbelievable! All right, here we
6: go, Mark. Headliner lie. I I wouldn't give you three fifty, but all right, cool, Mark. Moving on, here we go, Mark. Headliner lie. Anti-masker goes on crazy tirade at Alaskan Walmart.
4: Uh, Walmart Alaska has to be a headline. All right, very good.
5: All right, here we go, Nick. Headliner lie. Following his win at the Kentucky Derby, Authentics Jockey was overheard saying, quote, it's easier with five legs.
6: Lie. <laughs> All right, Mark. Headliner. say
3: that.
6: A poop transplant cured a man's drunkenness disease. Can you say that one more time, please? A poop transplant cured a man's drunkenness disease.
10: That's a lie.
6: Oh, my God.
5: All right, here we what? go. All right, here we go. So that means, Nick, you can win it if you get this correct. Here what? we go. Headline or lie, Nick, a former NFL quarterback has opened up a massage parlor in Fort Lauderdale called Slappy and Dippies.
4: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, lie there
5: of course that's game over baby what what a shock
6: what a a, headline of life well done
5: i've never been i've never been worse at that game i can't win (laughs) i literally can't win it might
6: be your headlines
5: (laughs) i can't win i even screwed one up i even screwed one up and still lost this is unbelievable yeah yeah
6: Yeah. that's all right Uh, it was a good try maybe better luck next year
5: yeah we've got more happy birthday by the way we've got more out of the nfl next
0: that's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast.
3: We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room.
2: We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today.
3: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me,
2: Michael Rappaport on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Well, if you would have listened to this show a long time ago, you would have made a ton of money, a lot of money. We will explain why coming up here in just a couple of moments. That guy is Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show as always on the iHeartRadio app and wherever you are taking part in the program. We always appreciate you hanging out, hanging out with us here on a beautiful Sunday evening. Now, less than a week away from NFL football, and we come. Come to from the Geico Fox sports radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason you are here, Brady Quinn,
6: I wouldn't go that far. I think the part of the reason they're here is so we can give them updates on that Lakers, uh, Houston Rockets game game two, right? Uh, how's that going? By the way, how's that going for the, uh, for the Rockets, for the Lakers?
5: Uh, well, I mean, you, you couldn't tell by the biased uh, national updates from Steve. Well, DeSantis. I
6: knew they were up to, what, 21, I believe Steve said at yeah. one point. What's the what's the margin now? What's the yeah, difference I now? I, last I heard, they were 21. Very, oh, very, okay. very biased. I wasn't sure if uh, if that. Houston had maybe cut the lead. There's some people worried there I mean, in the studio. How,
5: how about the lack of offense in that right. hockey game? Hmm?
6: That, that is man, something man. that I think live bet Jesus uh, <laughs> foresaw, right? Didn't, didn't he see that coming? Or is that by not the way, case?
5: He's, he, he really has bet. Unders in the NHL really well I don't know who's coming up with these lines These, these over under number, em, numbers But Live Bet Jesus It's basically a bank heist Every time he pretends to be Ice Bet Jesus And he bets on the NHL I mean he's been unbelievable
6: he, he loves the Ice Bet Jesus huh
5: Yeah he does absolutely uh, Brady Quinn you Speaking of money You months ago When the odds came out at Following the trade For Nick Foles you, months ago, told everybody Mitch Trubisky will be the starter. Yep. Mitch Trubisky is going to be the starter week one. There were odds out. You could actually bet on this because there were a lot of random things that you could bet on during the pandemic. You could bet on uh, Mitch Trubisky or Nick Foles starting week one, and then you could bet on whether or not they would find a body part of Carol Baskin's ex-husband in the Tiger Pit. I believe that was also a bet that you could make uh, during the pandemic. There were all that is true. Of, yeah, that, all that, that's actually a real thing. Yeah, all sorts of strange things you could bet on. But Mitch Trubisky was a heavy underdog. Everyone thought it was a no-brainer. Nick Foles is going to be the guy. They restructured his deal. And then when the Bears declined Trubisky's fifth-year option, the odds shot back up again. So Mitch Trubisky, and I remember seeing anywhere from plus 200, I, I think I saw uh, uh, plus 320. In essence, what that means is you bet 100 bucks, you would have won 320. So he was a heavy underdog to be the starter. And wouldn't you know it, this weekend – They made it official, and you said it months ago. Matt Nagy echoed your sentiments. He could have saved everybody all the time in the world because Mitch Trubisky is going to be the starter week one against the Detroit Lions. Take a bow, Brady Quinn.
6: Well, I'm not necessarily going to take a bow. I thought this was basically the move that Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy had to make in order to save face because he was the quarterback that they originally drafted, traded up to take. He was the quarterback that... Looked phenomenal in his second year, or I should say looked really good along with that record. And then maybe took a little bit of a step back, but you know, they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. And that kind of sent you down this thought process of you know, maybe there's a chance they're just going to move on from him. They trade for Foles. It looks like the writing's on the wall. But after you move on from Leonard Floyd, also a Ryan Pace draft pick, move on from Adam Shaheed, a second-round draft pick, a tight end that didn't work out. Some other pieces as well on this defense that – didn't work out. Now you're wondering, all right, wait, if, if they start off with Foles, are you basically admitting that you messed up on Trubisky too? I'm not sure they could have done that. <laughs> and they should, and, and they would have been able to make it throughout the season in making a change from Foles to Trubisky when trouble hits or takes place. So because of that, I think this was one of their only moves they had to make. And I heard from a very, I'll just put it this way, a very inside source, you know, very close to the quarterback competition And situation, you know, catching a lot of information, you know what I mean? Yeah. I heard from a source that Trubisky looked like the better quarterback all along. They prolonged making the decision, talking about it and all that, because they were hoping Foles would play better in camp. He didn't. Trubisky beat him out. Now the big question is how long is that leash that Trubisky is going to have? Because if this team doesn't start winning some football games, you know, they can end up pulling the rug from underneath them relatively quick.
5: So your source. Said that Trubisky was better all throughout camp, but that, but I mean, were, from the way you gathered it, were they surprised that Nick Foles wasn't able to close the gap?
6: Um, they didn't put it that way. They just said, "Man, <laughs> they're like they keep waiting to make the decision, but it, there's one guy who's playing better than the other. It's pretty definitive." But you can tell they want a different outcome. That was more of the uh, the input that I got from it.
5: Okay, so, and and look, if that's the case, and it's also the only one that made sense, as you pointed out, because you can't go back to Trubisky if if you decide to start the season. They desperately want Trubisky to work, and they're going to exhaust all efforts to try and make it work, because they want nothing more than to give him a long-term contract extension and figure that part out. Um, I... Look, there's a lot of – I mean, Khalil Mack has said it this offseason, and, and this is also something – I feel like I'm ball-washing you this entire segment, but this is also something that you said a week ago to where, man, guys on that team don't care. They don't really care. they just like, let's let's go play, figure it out, and let's get out there week one and try and win a game. And Khalil Mack said as much this offseason. He said, man, whether it's number nine or number ten, we're going to go win games. That's it. Just just that's it. And there's, there's a lot of talent there, but – I mean, Matt Nagy's been criticized because they can't run the ball. I mean, their right. running game is is awful. Um, they they've upgraded at tight end because you couldn't really do much worse. Uh, your guy Cole Kmet uh, and Jimmy Graham are, seem to be a pretty good duo. So there's talent there. It's just it really just is the quarterback play. If they get good quarterback play, there's no no reason they can't compete in the division.
6: Well, let's just ball wash each other for a second because you did okay. point out last week we were talking about the subject with the Bears. You know, look, this defense couldn't do what they did that 12 and four season where not only did they dominate the turnover margin, their defense was scoring points. You know, you brought that up. Yeah. And, and so I, I got a ball washer there for a second good, before I you. ball wash myself with Feels them talking good. about the, uh, the the quarterback situation, just how that all worked out. So bottom line is the Bears, I think, uh, need to get off to a fast start <laughs> and do a good start. Unless there, and if there's some turbulence, man, I'm telling you, it's going to get really interesting to see how the press handles Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace this season.
5: You know what I thought about this though? There's not going to be any fans at Soldier Field.
6: And, no, and they, but that they, doesn't mean that the media okay. won't be there potentially. Of course, and and and, and that they won't be even. Because here's the thing: is without fans, you know, and, and maybe you feel like it makes things worse or better, but guess what? they're not going to have the reaction of the fans but they're going to be able to see the reaction of the players and so every little thing's going to be noticed i'm just telling you that's going to be the interesting perspective that i think the media may bring that you don't see quite as much cuz maybe you're blocked by fans or you see more of a fans reaction now it's going to only be the coaches and players reaction that we're going to be able to see
5: <laughs> okay let me all right let me ask you this would you as a quarterback would you rather play bad in an empty stadium or a stadium full of home fans?
6: Um. (laughs) (laughs) Because
5: it's really not that easy of a question to answer because the silence and and being able to hear everything that's being talked about, being able to hear somebody on defense go, F this man, we got to go back out again. Like, you, you know, the fans can kind of drown all that stuff out. So I just wonder, because there's been talks about that in Major League Baseball to where you're seeing some skirmishes and one of the thoughts is, well, no, like this, like this, guys are talking as they normally would, but the fans aren't drowning out all the trash talk. So now players are getting pissed off and they're throwing at each other because they now are all of a sudden hearing everything. So I wonder, in that regard, if you get a frustrated defense who's got to continue to go back out there or deal with short fields because you keep turning the ball over as a quarterback, maybe now you'll actually you get to hear those complaints because the fans won't be drowning it out so it's not that know. Easy the, to there's answer.
6: some validity to that but I also don't know that you know as a quarterback it matters one way or another I, I think you probably if you're concerned about bad play which no one thinks that way but you'd probably rather not have your home fans there right <laughs> adding to it you'd rather just be in an empty stadium uh, but sometimes you know that stuff can kind of fire you up motivate you a little bit so maybe it would actually provide a little more motivation aside from just being frustrated with yourself or your teammates or whatever else is going on.
5: Um, what is the most – because that felt like the the only – off the top of my head, that feels like the only real quarterback competition that we had in the offseason. Well, yeah. I, I mean, look, you, you had kind of the
6: Cam Newton, New England Patriots. Yeah, which, true. True. You know, Stidham was hurt, though. So to your point, I think that was – first off, I think we all thought, you know, if he's healthy, he's going to win the job. You know, he's a former MVP. He went 15-1, and took a team to a Super Bowl. We know what he's capable of. I mean, hell, two years ago, he looked pretty darn good in North Turner's system. So this sets up well for Cam. Uh, I'm just more curious how they're going to use him. That's You know, there's point. this idea that everyone thinks he's going to run a ton. I don't see it that way. Like, I think either they're going to sprinkle it in – But I think it's going to be more about the threat of him running as compared to him necessarily having designed quarterback runs. And so I think you might see some different formations, some different runs that look like he can keep the ball. But I don't think that's going to be the case because I think they're concerned about what's behind him, right? Like you might want to play that game, but he's got injury history. And if you put him in in harm's way too much – that all of a sudden might come to, you know, bug you. You know, that might actually end up hurting you. So yeah. I don't think they want to do that. I think, you know, it's gonna be interesting to see how they go about running him, third down red zone, short yardage stuff like that. I just I can't foresee them doing too much with him. I think they sprinkle it in early, they make it look like they're going to, but for the most part, they let the running backs take care of that part.
5: If you had your choice, you've got one television and you can watch game one and, and and forget the opponent, because obviously the Saints-Bucks matchup is a much better matchup than Dolphins-Patriots on paper. So forget the, oppo- forget the opponent. You can watch one game and one offense. Tom Brady and the Bucks or Cam Newton and the Patriots, because I'm taking Cam and the Patriots for that reason alone. I have yeah. no idea what it's going to look like. No clue whatsoever.
6: I still think, though, the curiosity of Tom in a new system at this point in his career and with two receivers that, you know, it hasn't been since like the Randy Moss days where he's had like big, fast, wide receivers down the field like he's gotten Evans and Godwin. So I think there's I think I'm still more looking more forward to Tom Brady with the Bucks, but Cam and the Patriots are definitely a close second.
5: Yeah, no, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. And and less than a week away, less than a damn week away from the NFL. We've got Texans Chiefs coming up on Thursday night. Uh, so all sorts of fun NFL stuff. Uh, and We've got you covered here on Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. All right, coming up next, speaking of the NFC, Brady Quinn and I will give you our NFC picks, every division, every team. All of that is yours next here on Fox Sports Radio.
6: Well, let's just ball wash each other for a (laughs) second.
0: That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast.
3: We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room.
2: We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today.
3: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport.
2: And me, Michael Rappaport on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show on the iHeart radio app. Coming up here in a little over 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, we have got another edition of Over Unders here on FSR. So we will tell you what is going to happen, or at least take our guess, in the days ahead in the world of sports that 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Brady Quinn. Yes, um, sir.
6: Is it time to have, update Live Bet Jesus' Bet on that Lakers-Houston I mean, uh, Rockets game? No, what's, the, uh, what's the What's no, the score he didn't,
5: there? He didn't, he didn't bet on that. What do you mean? Oh, he didn't? Yeah, I thought that game was over.
6: No, I, is that, I thought that game got close, didn't
5: it? The Lakers are up by 21. What do you mean?
6: I don't think so anymore. Buddy. I think you <laughs> well, checked the score did, on that one. Did something
5: one. happen? Did something yeah, it's, happen in It's game? gotten
6: a little bit scary oh, for Lakers okay. fans.
5: It just It's really quiet at the Fox Sports Radio so I didn't know if there was something going on. I didn't know if like... Uh,
6: Bobo sounded like... I don't know if he's, he's sick all of a sudden or if someone hit him in the crotch, do do but it, it does not me? sound good from Bobo. <laughs>
5: why, why do you do this to me? I'm like your you wind-up toy. Because you know I can't resist busting balls. I'm your wind-up toy. I tell you, I don't want to do it. I can't do it. And then you wind me up and I have no choice. What no happened? say in the matter. I don't know.
6: I, I don't understand what happened. I, I <laughs> was trying to watch... Was it hockey you bet on? Is that what it was?
5: <laughs> yeah, it was hockey. All right, uh, we have got our 2020 NFC season preview. Brady, are you ready to rock?
6: Of course. Let's do it, all man. Right.
5: All right, Bobo, put down your Kobe's, and let's fire it
4: up, baby. 58. Hey, Let's go! NFC West preview. Oh, boy, here we go. Come on, Brady. Come on.
6: What NFC West preview. Let's do it. And this is probably the best division in all the NFL. So I'm going to work from the bottom on the way up. And I feel bad because it feels like we're hammering L.A. sports teams. I don't mean it to sound that way, but, look, the L.A. Rams, they went for it. You know, a couple years ago, they went all in. They got through Super Bowl. They didn't win it. And I think now they're paying the price for that. They're kind of in, you know, no man's land. And, unfortunately, they're playing within a division where they've got three teams who or two of which are playoff teams really good. And another team that's on the rise and very talented roster with, with the Arizona Cardinals, in my opinion. Uh, I think when you get rid of a guy like Wade Phillips, I'm not sure your defense is better. Uh, and so I'm curious to see how Sean McVay's defense is going to play this year. Offensively with Cam Akers, that should help, but you know how good is this offense going to be? So, I got the L.A. Rams at last. They're going 6-10, though, so that's not too bad, I guess. Could be worse. The Cardinals, though, I've got them taking somewhat of a small stride. They're going to be 7-9, much more competitive, and continue to improve with the addition of DeAndre Hopkins and some of their other pieces. Up after that, the Seahawks. I've got them at 8-8. Eight eight. Questions about their defense, whether or not they can generate a pass rush, and really the coverage. I understand there's you know the addition of Jamal Adams – that helps them match up with a guy like George Kittle. But what about the cornerback play on the outside? Are they going to be good enough in the secondary to hold down their opponents? And once again, the San Francisco 49ers, I've got them at 13-3. and It seems redundant. Well, here's what happens. When they lose a guy like DeForest Buckner... John Lynch just goes drafts a guy like Javon Kinlaw (laughs) you know he's got Trent Williams their left tackle now talking about you know him potentially being a defensive player of the year oh and by the way Joe Staley retires and they get a guy like Trent Williams to come in and play tackle for them so I like what they did in the draft I like what they did in the offseason I'm looking for the San Francisco 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo to build off of yes his first season starting a full 16 games taking his team to a Super Bowl so I got them going 13 and 3 and I've got them as the number 1 team in the NFC.
5: Yeah, I agree. I got the 49ers winning the NFC West, Brady Quinn. It is amazing what that organization has done and just the stability they've got from top to bottom. And to your point, when you're offensive lineman a legend within that organization, a guy so revered by teammates and Joe Staley that George Kittle's crying on a video he sends out, which actually seems normal on today's television. But with uh, with Joe Staley retiring and you just add Trent Williams, And then you go out and you add Kinlaw after you trade away and pick up a first-round pick. I'm a little cautious about wide receiver they it seems like every single wide receiver in the history of the organization got injured this off season that's what it feels like but i figure that kyle Shannon's going to figure it out their schedule is a little bit dicey and and i do think they're going to take maybe a step back not so much the dominant team they were a year ago but i like jimmy garoppolo maybe more so than a lot of people do he's really played one year and they went to a super bowl so as much as i fear the super bowl hangover i still think they're the class in the nfc west This is strictly a hunch. I'm going to go with the LA Rams to finish second. I like the LA Rams to finish second.
6: And the Lakers to win tonight, isn't that what you said? Yes,
5: they were up by 21. And here's the thing, i like, why do you do this to me? The LA Rams, and again, it's just a hunch. And I'm terrified picking them over the Seattle Seahawks. But I have the Seahawks third, just based on the fact that outside of Russell Wilson and Jamal Adams, what's there? Honest to God, what is it? Do they have a pass rush? Like, who's their edge rusher? Who's, who's going to lead the team in sacks? Jamal Adams and I'm not even, I'm not even being that sarcastic when I say that. I just think it's a problem. I think they won a lot of games last year just based on Russell Wilson making plays and they were in it all the way to the end, but they were pretty much an overrated team heading into the postseason. They had Russell Wilson and nobody else. Tyler Lockett was hot early and then he cooled off down the stretch. And so for that and the and and they ran the ball well, but because of that, I'm I'm a little skeptical on the Seattle Seahawks. I hate picking against Russell Wilson. I love him. And I'm probably going to regret this, but I got Seattle third. And then I've got the Arizona Cardinals fourth. They're going to be really fun to watch. I do think that offense is going to be bananas. I just wonder how that offense mixes with a defense because that's been Kingsbury's issue in college. And then it was Chip Kelly who had an issue with that at the NFL level. So really fun to watch. And I would agree with you. I could watch this division play football all year long.
6: I'm with you on that. You know what's crazy? Russell Wilson as a starting quarterback for the Seahawks, they've never been worse than nine and seven. Think about that. I know, I, I never I, 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 worse than I, nine you. and seven. I think I had them at eight eight. Now and then the only issue with that is I wanted them to be nine and seven, just knowing that fact. But something tells me like this year there's just too much parity there. And I think if you look at like the NFC South, that's another tough division. Obviously the Bucks will be better. We'll talk about them. But I, I just think this this conference continues to get so much deeper year in and year out with the additions agreed. that they make on that side
4: agreed, Bobo take it away Blue 58. Hey, let's, hey, let's go! NFC East preview, oh boy here we go Brady come on
6: NFC East, this one to me is a bit of a runaway okay, the Dallas Cowboys look like the best team on paper and they are going to be the best team Look, the Eagles, I think they could be solid if they could ever just stay healthy. Their bottom line is they're already dealing with injuries at the wide receiver position in their first-round pick in Jalen Rager. Alshon Jeffries not even off Pup yet. Their offensive line, Andre Dillard, their left tackle, he's already out for the year. And and look, yeah, bottom line is Carson Wentz is even dealing with day-to-day issues. I mean, these are all things that plagued them a little bit last year. I think they're still going to plague them a little bit this year. So I've got the Cowboys easily winning this division at 11 and five, five and one within the division. I think Mike McCarthy brings that special sauce. CD lamb helps out the offense. The additions on defense, I think will prove to be solid for them. The only question on defense is can they stop the run? And there's a little bit of an experience in their secondary, but bottom line is with the addition of Alden Smith, Randy Gregory's back, not necessarily back on the field, but I think they've got high hopes for DeMarcus Lawrence and Crawford and uh, Don Terry pulling the interior all these pieces being enough up front to get it done so Cowboys winning at 11-5 Eagles still being a wild card team playoff team at 9-7 and and the Giants facing another year at 5-11 and I'm concerned about their secondary I'm concerned about their pass rush and I'm concerned about Daniel Jones' ball security. I think he's going to be put in some tough spots, having to force footballs into some tight windows. They'll have some production. They'll have a couple you know, moments here or there. That's a 5-11 football team. And finally, the Washington football team. I've got them at the bottom of the, of the cellar. They're at 4-12, and, and one of the reasons they're at 4-12 is their defense. That front is going to keep them in games, okay? Chase Young, the rest of the first-round picks they've drafted through the year – That's going to keep them in games. I think Dwayne Haskins will take strides, but there's no one to throw to outside of Terry McLaurin. So for that reason, I think I've got them at the bottom of the division. I hope they're a little bit more competitive than that. I think Ron Rivera has the ability to, but I just don't see it with this roster.
5: Yeah, I agree. I've got the Dallas Cowboys winning the division. They're the best roster in the division. They have the best quarterback in the division. I'm sorry, Eagle fans. It's just a fact because he's durable and you can depend on him. And they've only added to what he can throw to on that on that offense. And I think Zeke's going to have a bounce back here. The numbers were there last year, but he just looks sluggish at times. So I think, I think offensively, they'll be dialed in. I like Dallas to win the division. I like the New York Giants finishing second. Again, just a hunch. I'm on the Joe Judge train. I think I think this whole BS that, oh, Joe Judge, uh, players aren't going to respond to this sort of coaching. And then last week, he's jumping in mud puddles with his players. Get out of my face. I think they like Joe Judge. And we like to criticize Dave Gettleman in sports media. If in three consecutive years, he finds the franchise running back The franchise quarterback and if andrew thomas hits that's hard to do in today's nfl to hit whoa
6: whoa 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 aren't you missing a first round draft pick in there
5: daniel jones saquon barkley and andrew thomas
6: i thought he had a cornerback in there
5: yeah but that doesn't help my narrative again (laughs) so listen you you gotta you gotta you gotta manipulate this a little bit here so i'm just focusing here strictly on the where
6: where is that guy right now
5: uh what the the uh the cornerback yeah the defensive back yeah I don't who are you talking about?
6: DeAndre Baker.
5: Oh, yeah, what happened to him?
6: Honestly, what happened? Well, there's some serious allegations.
2: That's what. Oh yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. Oh God, you're right. Yeah, with the uh, the robbery that wasn't a robbery that maybe was a robbery, and there was another player that was there. Yeah, listen, never mind all that. Okay, they've gotten rid of that distraction. But let's just focus on <laughs> yeah, the they, three they first might spend hours
6: The tournament. Yeah, might have paid hours.
5: yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, but uh, you ever seen Ray Donovan? That's how this works. All right, but anyways, I like the New York Giants to finish second. I think the Eagles are third. I don't like it at all. I think there's issues with Carson Wentz. I think we could be staring at Andrew Luck part two. Uh, I think the organization knows there's issues with. With Carson Wentz, which is why part of the reason they drafted Jalen Hurts and the offensive line is way too banged up and you got Jason Peters asking for more money to move one position over to play tackle and good for him. And then you mentioned the defensive front for Washington. I think they're last in the division, but my God, man Young, Ioannidis, Allen, Montez Sweat, Kerrigan, they are monsters. They're going to be fun on that side of the football, but unfortunately I still think Washington finishes dead last in the NFC East. Go ahead, Bo. Oh, you don't, okay. So, so executive order.
4: All right, executive order. Right, let's, hey, let's go. NFC North preview. <laughs> Dave Brady, fire away, NFC North. we got to speed it up, Brady.
6: you <laughs> got the clock. All right, I, I here we told go. You, I told you. I've got the Bears with dealing with Trubisky, Foles, or whether it's not, the defense took a little bit of a step back last year. Who knows if David Montgomery would be back 100% healthy, 4-12, and 1-5 in the division. I just think they could struggle with some of the adversity they face. The Lions, I got them third place. I think they'll be better than people realize with Matt Stafford back healthy. That offense can put up some points in production. They add Adrian Peterson to go along with Swift and Johnson. I think they'll have balance. I think they'll be productive. The defense is the biggest question, but they've got a lot of former New England guys there to help out. I think they'll be improved from what they were a year ago. So 500 for them. We'll see if that's enough, though, to keep Matt Patricia around. Next up, the Vikings. Look, this team, with the addition of Yannick Ngakwe, uh, Dalvin Cook's going to be there. He's still going to be a player with what they did in the draft with Justin Jefferson to go along with Thielen now and their pieces with Kirk Cousins. They can be an 11 5 football team. I really do believe that. But they're second in the division, too. They're Green Bay Packers. And there's not much separation there. I've got them 11 and 5, but winning the tiebreaker, being 5 and 1 that, you know, within the division. So even though not what we wanted to see for the draft for them, the Packers, or even the offseason for them this year, I do think they'll be the best in the division. At 11 and 5 a step back from last year but still good enough.
5: Uh, Brady Quinn, I've got the Minnesota Vikings winning the NFC North. Uh, I think last year's playoff win was big for Kirk Cousins. Maybe psychologically, he'll get over the hump. In fact, he's so confident now, he doesn't even care about COVID because of that playoff win. How about that guy? And then, I'm worried a little bit about Dalvin Cook's health. The loss of Kevin Stefanski, is that going to have any impact, a la Kyle Shanahan leaving Matt Ryan a couple of years ago? Uh, The defense, I think it's a big addition in Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, I actually thought the defense took a step back last year, but I think they're going to be ready to roll I like Minnesota to win that division. I've got your Chicago Bears finishing second, Brady Quinn. I think they're going to finish second. I think if if they just get – if your Bears get just serviceable quarterback play, I think it's going to be a bounce-back year on defense. They were 8-8 a year ago, and everyone pretends like they stunk. They were 8-8. I think Hakeem Hicks returning to form, Khalil Mack. I think Robert Quinn could be a big boost for that pass rush. So I think they're going to cause problems. Green Bay wasn't the 13-win team they appeared to be a year ago. They just weren't. And everybody that says, well, they were one game away from the Super Bowl. Yeah, technically, until you watch the game. They weren't close to San Francisco. So I thought they were fraudulent a year ago. And I'm just a a little concerned about Aaron Rodgers. He looked at times last year not like the same guy. The numbers were there. The stats were there. He didn't turn the ball over. All of that is great. Maybe he'll be more motivated. I just wonder if the injuries and everything else is mounted up, but I've got Green Bay finishing third. It'll be tight, and then I've got Detroit fourth. I want so badly for Detroit to be better because I think Matt Stafford doesn't get enough credit for how good he actually is, but I'm really, really skeptical about what they've got on defense, which is odd because Matt Patricia is supposed to be a defensive specialist, so unfortunately, I have Detroit finishing fourth, although they could be a surprise in that. That division Brady Quinn,
6: you are bullish on the Bears, and that is something that has been uh, basically your view since childhood. So, not surprised know. by that, not, not surprised by know. why you would you'd be a fanboy. For the Chicago Bears.
5: I, 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 don't, I don't think that that's necessary. All right, so we've got one more division in the NFC to go. We will get to that here coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Stocks, Brady Quinn here on FSR. Brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief. Works fast and you won't stink. It's pharmacist recommended. Odor-free pain relief for muscle pain, backache, strains, sprains, or even arthritis. There is no stinging or burning involved. It's simple pain relief. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief. Works fast and you won't stink final division preview in the NFL is next for all the latest. So from around the world of sports, Steve DeSager.
9: The Houston Rockets have taken the lead on the Lakers after three quarters, 92-90 in game two of their conference semifinal and Houston took the opener of this series and Russell Westbrook until a moment ago was one of eight shooting from the floor tonight. Westbrook with six turnovers, five fouls and Houston which was down 21 early second quarter, now leads by two going to the fourth. Anthony Davis 28 points for LA. LeBron James with 20. Milwaukee stayed alive with a Game 4 overtime victory over Miami, but Giannis Tenekumpo left early, turned his ankle again. About 20 seconds left in the opener of the NHL's West Final, and Dallas still leads 1-0 over Vegas. Number one-ranked Novak Djokovic was defaulted out of the U.S. Open after hitting a tennis ball in anger toward the back wall, and it hit a line judge. Running back Adrian Peterson signed a one-year deal with the Detroit Lions. Pittsburgh has given defensive tackle Cam Hayward a four-year extension. Free agent defensive end Shadavion Clowney did sign a one-year deal with the Titans, reportedly worth up to $15 million. Practice squad signings today include quarterback Trevor Simeon, he's back with the Titans, quarterback Brett Riffin with the Denver practice squad, quarterback Cooper Rush with the Giants, and linebacker Shaquem Griffin now on Seattle's practice squad. Dustin Johnson leads by five strokes at the Tour Championship after a third round, 64 today. NASCAR's winner tonight to start the playoffs at Darlington, Kevin Harvick. Austin Dillon finished second. St. Louis Cardinals were winners over John Lester and the Cubs 7-3. The Dodgers Colorado late game is underway. It is end of one inning. Dodgers won nothing on a Corey Seager home run. San Diego's Fernando Tatis Jr. hit his 15th homer of the year. 5-3 Padres winners at Oakland. Angels won their fifth straight. Seattle won a fifth straight game. Cleveland 4-1 over Milwaukee. The win to Shane Bieber. He's 7-0. The leading ERA in the majors now 1.25. White Sox and Mets each one. And Cardinals Hall of Lou Brock passed away at the age of 81 he had over 3,000 hits in his career back to you
5: Thanks, Steve. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, We will have uh, over-unders coming up here shortly, uh, so we need to push that back just a few minutes here on Fox Sports Radio. My apologies. uh, Brady had to bust the balls of Laker fans.
6: So, again, I don't know what you're referring to. I was just asking about the score. I mean, my gosh.
5: Alright, final division preview, Brady Quinn. It's in the NFC and Bobo,
4: what do we got? Boom 58! Hey, let go! NFC South preview. Alright. Let's Here start at go. the
6: bottom, work our way up. Alright, the Carolina Panthers, I've got them at the bottom of the division. Look, it's a tough year for first year head coach Matt Rule. Transitioning from college to NFL. There might actually be some positives out of that. However, Teddy Bridgewater taking over without a ton of help out around him. Another thing is, if you look at Matt Rule, anytime he took over Temple or Baylor in that first year, it's been pretty rough. And so I think two and fourteens about how this is going to work out, uh, unfortunately for Teddy Bridgewater and the rest of the pieces on that team. Far different team and roster than what we saw uh, from that uh, NFC Championship team with Cam Newton, Luke keekley Thomas Davis, and all the boys. All right, number three in the division, the Atlanta Falcons. I've got them bouncing back this year. I got them going at nine and seven. I think the defensive changes that Dan Quinn made last year, with bringing Raheem Morris, who was the wide receiver coach, over to call the defense now as their defensive coordinator, I think it's going to pay off. I don't know if Tack McKinley will actually play. The level that he needs to, but I do think Dante Fowler will be able to help out, and I think Matt Ryan in this offense will be explosive. So I got them nine and seven. However, they're not making the playoffs, and the second in the division. And it was a tight race between these two teams, the Tampa Bay Bucks at ten and six. Yes, your standard Tom Brady. Uh, double digit or 10 win season however it's the defense that keeps them back from being quite as good as I think they could be Um, that and maybe some working pieces on the offensive line but this is a tough division so uh, 10 and 6 in the NFC it's probably equivalent to like a 12 and 4 if he was playing in the AFC East and winning the division still the most talented team looking at the roster it's the New Orleans Saints at 11 and 5 going 4 and 2 in divisional play Drew Brees in what I believe will probably be his final year still has still has it, still has a solid season. Not only does he have Michael Thomas, he's also got Emmanuel Sanders, still having Kamara, uh, even though he might not be happy with his contract. And I think they've got a solid offensive line and a good defense as well. So the Saints, they're the top of the division to me, but the Bucks, they aren't too far behind.
5: Well, speaking of those Bucks, Brady Quinn, I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the NFC South. I think people are overthinking this stuff. And it, look, they're loaded on offense. We know all the weapons they've got defensively they were much better than people give them credit for have Jameis winston just cut those turnovers in half who knows what we've got with the tampa bay buccaneers uh the best run defense uh, in the league last year by a long shot uh, against the pass, they were vastly improved the final half of the season so i think people are, are trying to find something wrong with the tampa bay buccaneers there's not much wrong with them they will win that division i've got the atlanta falcons finishing second Look, uh, I always fall for the Falcons for whatever it is. They just appeal to me. I'm attracted to the Falcons, and and I'm going to fall for it again here. I think it's a bounce-back year. I like, on offense, they're going to come back. Uh, You hope the offensive line would improve upon last year, because there were times where Matt Ryan looked like he was going through rigor mortis under center. He looked awful, but they rallied. They saved Dan Quinn's job, and so I think they bounce back. Travel also works in their favor. They only travel outside the east or the central time zone once, and it's in week 14 at the chargers plus they get a london game back they were scheduled to play in london they get that one back because of the travel restrictions i've got the new orleans saints finishing third and they will not make the playoffs i am out on new orleans i think drew Brees is viewed as a phony by a lot of his teammates i think also the fact that he's got to play 16 games this season and doesn't have the benefit of teddy bridgewater filling in for five i think we're seeing a decline and he already has one foot out the door not only just because of everything that happened this offseason, but the fact is he already has a broadcasting gig, and his coach slipped up and said that this was going to be his final year when he signed a two-year deal. If you've already got one foot out the door, I think you're already pretty much already out the door. And then I've got the Carolina Panthers finishing last in that division. I just, I don't get what they were doing. It felt like they were rebuilding. Cam Newton gone, Greg Olson, Trey Turner. Uh, uh, you say bye to Luke Keekley. He retires. They give uh, Christian McCaffrey this long deal. They sign Teddy Bridgewater. Robbie Anderson comes in. It feels like it's going to be a long term rebuild. Some curious moves in the offseason, but ultimately, I think Carolina is far and away the worst team in that division. And I that, don't
6: disagree with you U- in, that, in that regard. Yeah.
5: So. So there it is, Brady Quinn. That is our division previews. Now, here's what we've got. We've got a couple of things that we need to do. Coming up next, we got to play over unders. We got to fire through those, and then we got to make our playoff picks and
6: Super Ooh. Bowl picks.
5: All right. So I don't know if you're ready for that. Do you feel like you're uh, ready? For I'm that?
6: always ready for that, man. Okay. I've All been right. waiting for this.
5: All right. So that is coming up next here, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn, our Super Bowl picks for 2020 here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Ten minutes from now, Arnie Spanier, Chris Plank will take over these airwaves. Make sure you stick around for those guys. Uh, Right now, Brady, we are going to have a little segment we do here on the show, followed by our Super Bowl picks. But first, it's this.
4: Time to put your money where your mouth is. I have been losing I know you're a lion, low-life gambling degenerate. It's over-under. All right, lead the
5: lap. Let's roll. What do we got?
10: All right, you guys, for our new season of over-unders, we got the first game of the NFL season between the Texans and Chiefs on Thursday Night Football. season. Also happens to have the highest point total at 54. <laughs> over-under, you guys, 54 Thursday Night Football. Under. I'm going Over all right you guys staying with that game number of touchdown passes between Mahomes and Watson in this game six and a half
5: under oh
10: gosh yeah I'm gonna go under that
5: you can tell it's NFL season I'm on it under
10: all right you guys Joe Burrow with his first game of the season and his career against the Chargers number of interceptions thrown against the Chargers one and a half over under wait I'm sorry say that again over and under got it you guys yeah
5: are you alright Lee?
10: Yeah, I'm here. Alright. All right. Total turnovers <laughs> from Tom Brady and Cam Newton combined in week one. Oh, so negative. One and a half. Oh, uh, man. Under.
5: Yeah, I will take the under. I think they're gonna be
4: very careful.
10: All right, lastly, you guys, number of rushing yards by Lamar Jackson versus the Browns. He averaged eighty and a half last season. Eighty and a half rushing yards against the Browns.
6: Ooh. <laughs> under. I'm gonna say under.
5: Yeah, I'll say under. Good for you. Yeah, you're smart. Side with me, Brady Quinn. There it is. Well, we how disagree about that? on one? Yeah. How about that? We just blew through two. those. Yeah. Two.
6: Okay.
5: Yeah, we disagreed on two. How about that? Just fired right through those. You know, didn't, of... didn't
6: even have to do more than just yeah. that. We could have done that every week like
7: that. Yeah.
5: A lot. A lot of a lot of doom and gloomers in the studio. No way they'll get that done with time to make their Super Bowl picks. No way. Yeah. Screw you guys. <laughs> we're, we're clock guys. Clock guys here on Fox. All World over Asia. the clock. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right, Bobo, you got you got the uh, the band is in studio. Brady Quinn, NFL on Fox, they want to know your division winners, your three wild card selections from the AFC. Let's go.
6: All right, my division winners, which I I believe I actually said when I did them, I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Houston Texans, the Buffalo Bills, and the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC.
5: Your wild card teams.
6: My wildcard teams, the Baltimore Ravens, the Cleveland Browns, and the Tennessee Titans.
5: Wow, interesting. All right, I have got the Chiefs, Colts, Ravens, and Bills winning their division. And I've got the Texans, Steelers, and Patriots picking up wildcard bursts in the AFC. And now that brings us to the NFC, Brady Quinn. The NFC, which you pointed out earlier, very, very competitive. Who do you got winning divisions, and who are your wildcard teams?
6: All right, winning the divisions, I've got the 49ers, the Dallas Cowboys, the New Orleans Saints, and the Green Bay Packers, the wild card teams, the Minnesota Vikings, the Tampa Bay Bucks, and the Philadelphia Eagles.
5: I have got... The 49ers, Buccaneers, Vikings, and Cowboys winning their divisions in the NFC, with the wild card berths going to the Packers, Bears, and Rams. And so now there's only one thing left to do, Brady Quinn. And because we're so efficient here on this show, we got all the time in the world. We can stretch our legs out, kind of kick back. That's what we do because we're clock guys. We are clock guys here on Fox Sports Radio, uh, just hanging out on a Sunday. Who's your Super Bowl pick, Brady Quinn?
6: All right, so to get to the Super Bowl, I had in the AFC, the number one seed Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And look, it's hard to repeat and get back in back-to-back years. I've got the Steelers representing the AFC, and on the NFC side, the Saints have been held back time and time again by just unlucky calls. I've got the Saints beating the 49ers, the Saints and the Steelers squaring off for the Super Bowl. And the Steelers winning it
9: all.
5: Brady Quinn, it's been so long since the Dallas Cowboys have been to a Super Bowl. And guess what? That ends because I've got the Dallas Cowboys winning the NFC. And the Dallas Cowboys will be taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Anchored by Quentin Nelson, a golden domer there. And I've got the Indianapolis Colts hoisting the Lombardi Trophy at Raymond James Stadium over the Dallas Cowboys. One last Good F- for U. Phillip Rivers. Good yeah. for him, man. Better he believe deserves it, man. that. Better believe it. See what happens when you get someplace where you don't have a security guard play with himself. We'll let's just ball each other for a second. <laughs>
2: Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today.
3: Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rapaport. And
2: me, Michael Rappaport on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
0: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio season nine. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen.